Hello and welcome to a new episode of TV Sessions. Uh, you, you know why we're here. Uh, we're here to talk about the series finale of Better Call Saul. Um, it's fucking tragic. Uh, one of the GOAT shows is over. Um, it's actually my personal favorite of all time. Like, I fucking love this shit. And I, I'm just, I've been sad all week, man. I'm still in mourning. Yeah. S- sad day, sad a week. For sure. For sure. Um, oh, I forgot to introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Gabe. <laughs> I'm here with yeah, my co-host, any, Luke. How's it going? For any new listeners. It's going well. Yeah. It's going well. Um, sad, like I just said. But yeah, yeah, it's like I was tearing cool. up a second ago before we started this. Dude, but. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like 20 minutes ago, I was just jotting down all the scenes that we're gonna have to talk about, and I'm just like, how am I gonna get through this without crying? Yeah, like I was like, just as I'm thinking about the scenes, yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck. You surprisingly have yet to to cry on on the podcast while talking about Better Call Saul. I think so. The closest, I hope it happens. Yeah, the, the closest I came was um when we were talking about the breakup scene, I think, in episode nine, like fun and games. I think that's the closest I came. Because like when I was editing, there was a couple times where like I was like almost choking up. But um yeah, never like full on cried, I guess. But I, I don't know if that's going to happen today. We'll see. We're yeah. drinking, so you never That'd know. Be f- true, true. Yeah, Does that help the chances got- or hurt the chances? I don't know. It helps the chances of you crying, but... It- yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last time we got drunk and talked about Better Call Saul, it was a it was a real good one. I think yeah. that was our deep dive. So yeah, or one of the episodes, I think. But yeah, I mean, like we have to drink because we're celebrating. I mean, our favorite show or my favorite show is over. It's one of your favorite shows. Um, where does it we're rank for you overall? Now that the whole thing's over, I know it like maybe a little bit of recency bias since it just ended. Where would you put Better Call Saul on like your favorite shows list ever? It's it's still at number three. It was number at number three. three. It was at number three before season six started but it stayed there the whole time nice. it's That's just right behind mad men and sopranos are my yeah. two favorites and this is number three i'll take it yeah i mean it's my number one i'm fucking obsessed um yeah it was yeah. monday night was like man it was it was rough like i had a tough time you know like it's, it's yeah. sad it's tragic it is i don't know we'll get to it we'll get to it i was gonna say some thoughts but we'll get there yeah i mean i'm just talking about the fact that it's over i wasn't really talking about the content but like I'm just yeah. saying it's so sad that it's over. Like that's what it was tragic. It's just I like know. it's done. Like fuck. I can't stay on track. I was I was gonna respond with something, but I I don't wanna get there yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean we're gonna get into the details soon and oh fuck. Um, Shit, man. It's gonna be Shit. tough. It's gonna be tough to keep my composure. I'll do my best. We'll see what happens. Um yeah. so I'll, let's just get into it. So this episode it was called Saul Gone. Uh, it was written and directed by Peter Gould. And I'm just going to say right off the bat, that's such a good title. I didn't actually know the title yeah. until like the day before. So I was like, what a good title. It's too perfect. It's too, too perfect. perfect. Yeah, I was very happy about that title. I'm like, damn, the double meaning. So good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just get into general thoughts. Like, I don't even know what to say. I fucking loved the finale. Um, but yeah, yeah. What, what, what did you think overall? Like, Yeah, it was it was nice. I feel like, like the show itself simple in its approach it worked it wasn't like overpacked with action or anything it was just a nice simple fitting ending and they didn't overdo it it was a fitting ending for this type of show it was beautiful it was brilliant it was genius and which is fitting given how brilliant beautiful and yeah. genius the show is totally but it wasn't, it wasn't like, like shocking yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. big yeah, yeah it was I just agree. deep and meaningful yeah it was and, deep um, and meaningful i completely agree because like i think if you go through some of our podcast episodes where we made predictions, I think a lot of them came true. Like a lot, like I think a couple of times we were like, he's probably going to end up in jail. We were like, oh, it's probably going to be bittersweet. There's probably going to be a scene where Kim and Jean like see each other. Like, so like a lot of the stuff we thought would happen happened, but it was still amazing because they're, they're, they're so good on this show, in my opinion, at like 
doing expected things, but making it feel surprising. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was still yeah. like a bunch of little surprises in this episode. Like we'll go through it. Like there was like at least five or six things that I did not see coming, even though like the final outcome kind of made sense. And I did see that coming. So like, I feel like the show is, yeah, like you said, it was very fitting for the show. It was very true to itself, what it's always been, right? Like it's always mm-hmm. been a, a character show. Like the whole show is just people, this whole episode was just like people talking other than the opening and we'll get into the opening. But like, it's just like, that's what the show's always been, right? It ends in a courtroom. Can't wait to fucking talk about that courtroom scene. Like Jesus Christ, like, um, yeah. Yeah. It was just <laughs> like, I, yeah, it was, this, I got to say like this, this finale was like pretty much everything I could have hoped for. Like it, I was so satisfied when it ended. Like I don't, I was just so satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. I was just sitting there in complete utter content. Just yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's what you want from a soft finale. Um, I know it's, it's pretty obvious. I teared up. Did you tear up at all? Yeah. You did? During, yeah. during, not during the ending though. Oh, okay. I, during that, during, oh, during the cigarette scene. The cigarette scene. It was like just right at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I te- I, I'm and not going to lie. A, I, a, part, a little detail in the courtroom scene made me tear up too. I don't know okay. if you want to. Okay, cool. When, I'll just say it's when Jimmy like kind of gave that that smile at Kim. Like yeah, there were so smile. many good looks just between them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just say like I'll be honest. Full disclosure, I pretty much was tearing up through like the last twenty minutes. <laughs> like the last twenty oh, minutes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, like as soon as that courtroom scene happened and like I realized what was going down, like we were getting the return of Jimmy. He was finally being honest. I started like getting very emotional, and then the Chuck flashback. And then, like, it just kept hitting me, man. Like, and then I was just, the whole stuff with Kim at the end, I was just tearing up that whole time. Like, to be honest, like, it was just fucking beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit, what a just, good episode. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, um, also, I rewatched it immediately. Because, <laughs> like, I was, like, crying through the last 20 minutes. And I was like, now I need to do a watch where I just, like, take in the themes and stuff. And I held it together the whole time on the rewatch until the cigarette scene. And then I just cried again. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't That's do it. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like. Yeah, this is the type of episode that fucks you up. Every Better Call Saul episode is like this, actually. But this is every episode this. just fucks you up on like on rewatch. Yeah. Oh man, it's just it was beautiful. I appreciated it even more on rewatch because like the first time I was just crying through the whole last half, but like the second time I was actually like deep in thought about like every scene and how perfect it was. And then I yeah. just couldn't I couldn't hold it together at the end when Kim like sees him. So oh. some shows stay the same or get worse on rewatch, but you make mm-hmm. sense of so much more and you put so many more things together when yeah. you rewatch this show and you yeah. just build a better understanding of it on rewatch. Yeah, for sure. It's so true. It's just so good on rewatch. I mean, we've, we've said all these things many times. And like, of course, if, when, when we're talking about this show this many times for like every episode, it's like, we're going to repeat ourselves, but like, it just, yeah, it can't repeat. be said enough. It can't it's be said enough how, how good the show is on rewatch and how detail oriented it is. There were so many callbacks in this finale so many callbacks to like season one things like this show is made for diehard fans because a casual fan is not going to remember all these little details from season one but like they know that people who love the show love the fucking show and it's like there was the way it was like a full circle episode they tied everything together like from the early seasons and like i know a lot of people like to debate like early seasons versus later seasons this show like honestly i love it so much at this point, I love every season equally. Like, I honestly think every season Pretty is amazing. Much. I can't even... Just Better Call Saul is yeah. just fucking like, awesome. Like, just seeing Chuck again just reminded me of how much I fucking loved the, the first three seasons. And I'm like, I think I might love the first three seasons as much as this last season or, like, season five. Like, literally every season is amazing. I, it's like picking a favorite kid. Like, I can't pick a favorite kid if I'm older, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, this, this every true. season is perfect to me at this point. Like, oh, that's what I love about the callbacks in this one. It was so powerful. Yeah. I'm interested to see 
because I saw some call. I noticed some callbacks, but I didn't notice like a shit ton. So like, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear some yeah. of these. Yeah, I think you'll remember most of them. But yeah, there's there's a couple. There's one or two things I'm gonna mention that actually weren't my own thoughts. These are things I found on Reddit because like since I don't have to be worried about spoilers, I can just go online now. <laughs> and there's there, I was reading a lot of interviews. There's a lot of interviews with the creators. Um, I listened to the Insider podcast and like um, there's a couple things I didn't actually notice on either of my first two watches that I'll bring up, but. Most of the callbacks I did recognize, and yeah, we'll go into hmm. detail. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I guess, are you ready to get right into the scene by scene? I'm ready, and that's okay. relieving because I was like, "Fuck, I did not catch that many callbacks." But that's that's nice <laughs> yeah. to hear that some of them aren't your own thoughts. Yeah, so. there's there's a couple that I'll say I did not think of these, and I was like, "Holy shit!" People who figure that out are genius. Yeah. <laughs> but mo- most of the most of the big ones I did recognize, and they destroyed me. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get to it. Scene by scene breakdown. This is our last one. Oh, pretty tragic, but it's all good. Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the cold open. So um, I fucking loved this scene because I did not expect to get more Mike. We got more Mike. I, I thought yeah. it was a perfect cap off to his character. Yeah, I think it was a good exploration of their, um, I guess, like how they kind of like viewed their entire character arc. I know that they themselves as characters don't view like their lives as character arcs, but like it was good to see them reflect and yeah. uh, kind of like... <laughs> It was good to see him reflect because usually Mike would be like, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whenever yeah. Jimmy asked that type of Mike's question, not... he's like, shut up. But this time he like actually was honest and like he opened up a bit, you know, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike's not one for heart to hearts. So mm-hmm. whenever we get a scene where we can like really pick this dude's brain, it's, it's always interesting to hear. And yeah. I, I still don't know what Mike was referring to. He said December oh, 1st. He was, that was his son's death. And then he changed it. So like he was saying like, like, would, if you were going to go back in a time machine, he was saying like when his son died, he would go back and stop his son from dying. But, um, and then he changes his it. first bribe is he what changes really it to his first bribe. Yeah. He changes it to his first bribe. Yeah. I saw someone say, um, maybe the writers slightly uh, messed up the timeline, but I saw someone say like there's his son's death. They, like they proved a point that somehow like his son's death couldn't have been December 1st, 2001 or whatever it was. Um, no, I think that is because the show the show started in 2002 and and the 50 stuff like was a flashback. So I'm pretty sure that makes sense. Right. I, I guess they were just getting down to exacts. Like they were saying for some reason that it couldn't have been December. So they were saying like what was December? I don't know. I, oh, really? I could be wrong. I, 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 I also, assumed it was his son's death too. I did yeah. too. But Twitter changed my mind on that when they Okay. Well, I'm pretty um, damn sure that was his son's death because like Yeah. Because it yeah. was also, I remember it was cold and there was like snow around when he went back to Philadelphia. So I feel like it could have been December. Right. He kills those guys. Like, I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, whatever. That's what I thought too. <laughs> when I first watched the episode, when I first watched the episode. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. But um, I love how he talks about the first bribe he took. And like, that's what's so good about all these flashbacks. Like we'll get into them, but it's it's like about people reflecting or at least the first two flashbacks, maybe not the last one, but it's like talking about the time machine and like regrets that you had and like choices you've made. And we always talk about that's what, this whole universe is about right it's about like facing the consequences of your actions and like bad choice road and like all these deep themes so like when this mm-hmm. first scene hit i was just like this episode's gonna destroy me because like it was just so deep and i was like fuck this is probably the last time we're gonna see mike and he's reflecting and the music was really good i don't know if you caught uh the music they use strings so like they don't use strings that much but they use like strings music when mike was talking and it hit really hard especially the part when he talks about like five to 10 years from now, he wants to like pay a visit to some people. Like he wants to check in on them. Like when he was talking mm-hmm. about his granddaughter and like the music was really like, it, this, this scene hit me hard, to be honest. Like it was- Yeah, really... I have to rewatch because I can't yeah. exactly recall the exact music. Yeah, it was it was some good music. Have you rewatched it at all? 
I have not. Oh, damn. So it's just completely fresh one watch. Damn. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't watch um, it a third time because I was like, I need to savor it a little more. <laughs> but um, I think but I, this just from the first first two times I watched it. Yeah. I think I'm going to rewatch after we record because I'll probably be drunk by then and I'll be <laughs> in the mood for just, I'll just be in a better call Saul mood. So That's I'm going to rewatch. And then you remember probably, all the details we go through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be like, fuck, I wish I would have brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, no. Yeah. I'm going to say um, like, I'm, I don't think our analysis is going to be that good just because like, I'm so fucking sad about the show ending and I'm just going to be like saying, this scene was fucking amazing. This scene was fucking amazing. <laughs> just this scene was sad as fuck. That's all I can say. I want to kill myself. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, man. No, but yeah. I, I just loved how that scene explored their mindsets and like... Yeah. Well, Jimmy I'll... just like doesn't even answer it, honestly. He's just like... And then Mike's like, man, it's all about money. And he's like, yeah, what else? He's like, nothing you change, eh? And it's like, I love how they foreshadow that like Jimmy's finally going to do something to change his behavior, but it's not going to happen until later. We're seeing all the moments when he was just mm-hmm. classic jimmy classic saul avoiding his problems and then like yeah just like it all leads to that court not even necessarily avoiding just like completely unaware not self-aware at all yeah well he he is self-aware in some ways i think he just chooses to push it away right like that's why he becomes saul goodman is like it's a choice i'm pretty sure some sense but it might be even more subconscious than we i don't think it's is deliberate of a choice it's more so i think it's more complicated than that yeah i mean it's too you're right there's no like right or wrong answer it's like he's such a complex character (laughs) like it's just it is it's very complex yeah yeah i think just on some level he consciously like represses it you're right yeah on some level he does does. yeah 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 um but you're right there's still layers of like where he's just not emotionally intelligent so he just like maybe he is actually unaware of like (laughs) all the mistakes he's made and stuff but like obviously yeah. towards the end he knows what he's done wrong and stuff but yeah mm-hmm. some it's, degree of naivete a little bit yeah for sure um yeah just what a great great, great opening scene i I just like that they revisited bagman too like i did not expect that yeah. at all like just that yep. seeing that car in the opening i was like really confused i was like what what's going on but um i thought it was just a great send-off for mike man i got emotional and like mike isn't even one of my like top two or three favorite characters but I still fucking love the guy. And like, it's just sad that this is the end of this universe, man. Like, ugh, yeah. What a great uh, character. Another thing about the opening. Did you notice that it was sort of like the beginning of Breaking Bad? Like how they, um, like just the way they shot it, how it's, um, I don't like know. The first episode? Yeah. The first episode of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad opened it, switched between yeah. like multiple shots of the landscape. That's kind of how like how they did oh. here. So and then, like the RV like, comes in, you mean? Yeah. 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 And okay. I thought it was fitting. It's like the way they opened up the the universe is sort of the way they're closing it off. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's just get right into it. So then there's the intro and then we get um, Gene on the run. So this was the only like suspenseful high stakes stuff. And I love how quickly they resolved it, man. Like I was honestly like kind of confused. I was like, how long is this manhunt going to go on? Like, mm-hmm. um, I was glad like, too. Yeah, I was glad to shout out to like the Omaha police, man, like the Nebraska police. They're, they're good at their job, you know, like they gave it they, they, they yeah. delivered us a good finale. I feel they like you know, it's possible. Yeah, I feel like you don't see that happen often in like a movie or a show where it's just like competent cops that just did their job well. It just they just found them. They just yeah. they had a fucking helicopter. They they squared. They, they had them boxed in. They just bam, they got them. And that's how it goes down usually in real life. Like yeah. when there's someone running away, they don't they don't get away for long especially so, yeah. like when you have the resources that they like exactly especially because he, he had to go back home right he had to go to his house to get the diamonds and the phone so like they could clearly just track him and like that that whole sequence um especially when the helicopter showed up i was like holy shit <laughs> like that was some high stakes stuff like this man's wanted yeah. 
Yeah, because this Walter White case is huge, so I it makes sense mm-hmm. why he's so wanted. Yep, yep. Um, and then yeah, he's just kind of running around, very high stakes, and then he goes into the dumpster. This is the first callback. Did you remember that in season one? He goes into a dumpster. Ah. At yeah. the retirement at San- home. To shit. get the sandpiper yeah. stuff. I thought that yeah. was like, this is the first callback, in my opinion. That's like a full circle moment because that was like the start of his like legal career, like his pursuit to like actually become legitimized and like kind of his pursuit of really wanting Chuck's respect because like he literally started a huge lawsuit and it all started mm-hmm. by him going into a dumpster and he gets caught going into a dumpster. So fucking nice. per- perfection. I like that. That's the first poetic moment. I'll, there's like 20 more, but... Um, and that's something you noticed right away, I assume. Oh, I noticed it right away. As soon as he yeah. jumped in the dumpster, I was thinking of the scene in season one. I was like, shit, that's great. Nice. Dude, that's how I know I love the show so much. Even just like mentioning that small moment from season one, it's like, fuck, I want to go back and watch season one. <laughs> Same, man. The whole show, every shit. episode, every character, it's all fucking perfect. This is like... Dude, it's this uh, story, man. This fucking yeah. story. Yeah um it's so good and then uh, and then he loses it's the so diamonds. Good. he loses the diamonds that was the big moment like he's literally trying to open his phone in the, in the dumpster right and then he loses the diamonds did he catch that i was like oh yeah fuck. that's when i kind of yeah. realized like he's gonna get caught like this is fucking it and then they just knock on the dumpster and it's like fuck that's it yeah <laughs> it just so quickly I, happens. I thought he was gonna go away i thought they were doing that just to add like stress to the scene but mm-hmm. yeah i didn't you picked up on it that they were hinting at, yeah, this is clearly not going his way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he dropped the diamonds, that's when it hit me. I was like, right. how is he going to get out of this? Like, how is he going to get out of this? So, like, they didn't, that's, he didn't get out of it. <laughs> that's what happened. Um, man, yeah, it was, it was very exciting to see that happen. I mean, I guess I could ask you, like, during this whole sequence, were you, like, rooting for him to escape? No, only in the sense that I knew if they went on too long with the manhunt, they wouldn't have time to wrap up some of the other things that I wanted them to wrap up. So mm-hmm. maybe I was sort of rooting for Gene. I just wanted, even though he's a fuck and he mm-hmm. deserves to get caught. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I wanted it because I knew in order for them to wrap everything up, he would have to get caught pretty early on, fairly mm-hmm. early on in yeah. the episode. I'm on so. the same page where I was like a bit conflicted because it's like you want to root for the main character that you love. But at the same time, I was like, I don't think it's very satisfying if he just runs away and gets away with it. So I was like kind of in the back of my mind, like I kind of want him to get caught. <laughs> and then like the yeah. way that it happened in the dumpster, I thought was just perfect. So I was happy yeah. that it happened so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus um, like one the previous week while watching waterworks, I was pissed at him. I'm like, I can't even fucking look at this guy right now. But yeah. <laughs> by the time the next episode was airing, it's like, I'm over it. I yeah. You're like, get away. It. You got this. You got, <laughs> you got it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah so crazy how they can get you to feel that conflicted though it's like you got yeah. this man you got this oh fuck you oh i kind of want you to get caught like it's just all over the place right oh yeah one episode is not enough to undo the love i have for this guy so yeah yeah, yeah of course waterworks um, wasn't enough yeah also breaking bad though that episode i hated him too <laughs> when he was doing the whole scheme like so it was kind of like two episodes. breaking bad area the whole gene uh timeline he was pretty scummy yeah. so yeah and that's yeah. what made this finale so satisfying was he finally returned to his jimmy roots right like like oh it was just so good mm-hmm. um okay yeah so he gets caught um that's pretty much it in the dumpster which was awesome then there's just one small scene i want to mention is when he was calling the cinnabon store um it kind of reminded me of um when Gus calls Lyle, do you remember when Gus calls Lyle when he has mm. a bullet in him? So there was like mm-hmm. another scene here where like Gene's in prison and he calls the cinema store and he's like, you're going to need a new manager. And it just kind of gave me similar vibes because it's like these huge, like high stakes situations going on and they have to like call like a fast food place. It's like, oh, you yeah. got to do this. Like I just thought oh, that kind of reminded me of the Gus and Lyle yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the people working there just have no idea 
Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably going to look at the news and be like, holy shit. Holy fuck. G- yeah. Gene was so good. <laughs> um, that's yeah. pretty hilarious. Yeah. I think about uh, that too. That's that funny. would, that <laughs> would be on the, they would mention on the news story probably that he was working at a Cinnabon, like in a new identity. And then people would be like, that was Gene. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then he's in lockup. This was a good scene. Yeah. And he starts like laughing. It kind of reminds me of Crawl Space. Do you agree? Yeah, same. Right yeah. away. It's yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Bob Odenkirk's killing it. <laughs> that was a big it, moment it, for him. I don't know. It hit, it hit me hard when Jimmy was like, when he was just like, what were you thinking? And he punches the door. Because you know he's mm-hmm. like actually thinking about his choices and then the consequences that happen as a result. So I think it's fitting that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like ties directly back to the um, the opening where they're talking about Mm. um like being reflective and think yeah. being reflective and just self-reflective mm. and uh, mm. thinking about your choices and like so we now, were shitting on his choices remember like we were just like why is he being so reckless <laughs> like all the stuff yep. he was doing as gene recently it's like it was his own fault man like what the fuck was he doing like yep <laughs> and by the time he's finally being reflecting on his choices it's too late he's in a he's in a fucking cell it's too mm-hmm. late mm-hmm. um and then he starts laughing though. <laughs> I think and it's then he starts laughing because he sees the "My lawyer will ream your ass" or whatever was written on the wall. And um, this is a little tidbit. Um, so I was reading uh, an article on the finale, and apparently Peter Gould like gave the script to to Alan Steppenwolf. I don't know if you know Alan Steppenwolf. He's like a good reporter. Like yeah. he's a critic. I think we've I think we've mentioned him a okay, few times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in his article, he had a copy of the script for this page, like this for this one scene, and apparently he's laughing because he realizes that he's Saul Goodman in that moment. So like at first he's like, he's Gene, right? And he's like panicked. He's like, fuck, how did mm-hmm. I get caught? How did I get caught? And then he sees my lawyer will ream your ass. And he's like, he starts laughing. Cause he's like, I'm Saul Goodman. I'm a fucking he genius. Re- like I, I can work the system. And he starts laughing. And then he's like, I need to make a call. So I didn't actually understand that. I thought he was just going crazy in that scene. Yeah, I did too. I thought he was just going mm-hmm. mad at, um, and he was breaking down, but yeah. that's cool. He remembers who the fuck he was. In that yeah. He he's like, pulled himself I got together. This. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just Bob Odenkirk, man. Like first, first of many, many amazing moments. He, this was his episode, man. I, I love that. Like this last episode, they just Go gave it all. They gave it all to Bob and they were like, yo, just take us out on this show, man. Like he had his so show. many, so many good show. scenes. Yeah. Um, all right. And then we get one of my favorite parts. Uh, he calls Bill Oakley. <laughs> I love yep. that they brought this guy back. Like, I, yep. I swear to God. The most screen time he's ever had in one episode was the series finale. Like that's yeah, hilarious. That's funny. Bill love that. Like the most minor character. <laughs> yeah. All the minor characters are great though. So they're literally like, let's just take this guy. He's he's literally like almost the co-lead of this episode. Like not quite, but like he had a lot of screen time. Like compared to what he's usually been in, he's usually in like one scene here and there where it's like funny, but like he was in multiple scenes and like he was hilarious. And it actually made sense too, like that he would call like a lawyer who was like with him from the beginning, you know, and he, and it also ties in that bench ad that Francesca saw. So it's like, they actually like the way they tied that in was actually really smart. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And that's why they made him um, a defense lawyer, a defense attorney now too. Yeah, so he could, yeah. he could defend Saul. Exactly. So that's why they threw that little detail. In I too. thought it was just an Easter egg last episode where it was like, Oh, just him on the bench. But like, no, they actually like made it relevant and they tied it in, which was like pretty smart. Yeah. Bill is just such a funny character. He's just so, I don't even know Very the right funny. word to describe this guy. He's just so, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He just, <laughs> he's, he's just fucking, he's just, yeah. He just feels Bill. real though. He just, feels real. He feel <laughs> just real. Bill. Just Bill. I like that. <laughs> he's just always, he's just always like discombobulated. I don't yeah. know. He's just like, <laughs> he's always got something going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's just like, what the fuck? He's, yeah. 
there's there's, there's, like, there's some funny ass moments he had that we'll get into but um yeah he was very enjoyable to see so much of him um and yeah it just kind of made me like i was saying full circle moments right like it kind of honored the early seasons like season one i think it's the first or second episode of the whole show there's that montage where jimmy's walking around with him and he's like petty with the prior petty with the prior i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. petty with yep. the prior. so it's like that's like the first big lawyer interaction he had and that's the guy who defends him in the finale like so many mm-hmm. full circle moments that i just love that they're honoring like how the show started you know yeah this whole season as a whole has been like that but yeah they found they did mm-hmm. it once more in the finale for sure um and then yeah it makes sense why he took the case because it's like it's a career maker right like this is a huge story it's a lot of money off like this. yeah so it's like I know some people are probably like, what, why would he do it? But like, it actually makes perfect sense that he would take this case. Um, yeah. When Saul said he intended on ending up on top, that means the case could go on for a while. And that means yeah. Bill can make a lot of money. So that's oh, yeah. what, and, and that's, obviously that wasn't the and case. That's what made Saul. it funnier later on is because he could have gotten like a seven year deal and that would have like made Bill's career. You know? Like that would have helped him so much. And that's why it was funny that he got frustrated. He was like, yo, what the fuck? We'll get to that scene <laughs> later. But Okay. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I agree with you. That line when he's like, ends on top with me as always. Like, yeah, that was a good moment. Um, okay, let's get to one of the most surprising things in the whole episode. Fucking Marie. I had no fucking clue. Like, I, I would never have thought this would happen in a million years. This totally surprised me. And dude, she felt so natural too. She felt yes. like Marie. Even more so than Jesse felt like Jesse or even Walt felt like Walt. She felt yeah. like the most She looked the exact same. She didn't age. Like It was it, the looks too. Yeah. It was both. And maybe the, the black and white yeah. helped somehow. Maybe the yeah. black and white yeah. helped. Maybe. But yeah, it was even Marie. despite it was that, her. Just like yeah. yeah, she slipped Man. right back into Marie's character. And, and maybe did, her performance is less challenging. Maybe it's more in line with Betsy Brandt's persona. But I yeah, but I mean, I mean, she killed it. And like, um, yeah. I was gonna. Did you recognize her in the hallway though? Because there was that really mm-hmm. quick hallway shot. Yeah, you recognized. her I did right away. when Same. she turned. I watched some reactions, and some people didn't recognize her. Yeah, well, I only that's... watched one reaction actually, but the people I watched didn't recognize her. So. Yeah. Cause it was a really quick shot, but I recognized her right away too. I was like, Oh Same. shit. Yeah. Um, and when I imagine I, when, most diehards did most, like, yeah, I would imagine that most acted, people but, would have recognized her. Yeah. But, um, yeah. the first shot of her when he was walking down the hall and he quickly glances at her in my mind, I was thinking, what if we see Skylar too? I don't know why. Like my mind went to Skylar as well. And I was like, that would be an interesting cameo. But, um, but then they brought Marie back in. Like I thought it was just going to be one look at her. But then they, mm-hmm. they brought her back in and she had, a, she had a huge scene. And like, so I, I guess it makes sense that they just focused on her. Um, but yeah, I guess they gave Skylar that shout out on the phone call. Remember with Francesca, when she said mm. like Skylar White got her deal. I guess that's her only appearance, which is fine. Yeah. But that would have been cool yeah. to see her too. It would have been a little too much though. So I totally get why they didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we get this big showdown. So they list all his charges and it's like 190 years or something insane. Um, and then he asked, he like asked Marie to come in, which was kind of interesting. I guess he wanted like a victim to come in because he probably already knew what his play was, was like, oh, I'm going to play the victim. So maybe I should bring the, another victim in. Um, and then yeah, Marie had this long ass speech and it was a good speech. It made me miss Hank a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The whole scene, just like how like Saul gave his side of the story, like, like how he, he made him he propped himself up as like a victim sort of and like he's like only one juror needs to believe that and mm-hmm. it was just so dark it was just yeah. so dark and the music that played during that too mm-hmm. um oh fuck it was just dark man yeah yeah i mean like it was it was classic Saul goodman working his way out of problems like being a good talker like that those are his strengths right the way he can just work his way out of any problem um yeah and like it's it make- me i almost believed it again when he was talking about how he's a victim of Walter white really In the back of my head uh, no, I, I, I knew did. instantly. I was like, "This guy's playing." Like, <laughs> I, I knew, but 
simultaneously, mm. I knew it. Was, I thought that it was a possibility that mm. because, like, well, the, the ending Walt did right. threaten him often the, throughout the, the show. The ending of his speech, you're right. He does get a little bit honest when he says, like, he has no one. When he's like, I have no one. Like, I have mm. no family. Like, you're going. So you're right. Exactly. Re- this That's is what he's good at, right? He's always good at like mixing in a little bit of truth when he's yep. doing a con, right? So it's like exactly. similar, like the Cinnabon episode, right? When he's like, when he's trying to distract the guard. There was some truth in that and everything he was saying. So it's like similar here where like he knows he has to pretend he was a victim. Like the shit about like he even says the, the one big moment where I was like, fuck you, is when he says um, he considered going to Agent Schrader. Like he said he considered going to Hank to say like, I'm scared. Like, fuck you, Saul. And you know? Mar- <laughs> it, fuck you. And yeah. Marie wasn't buying a single bit of it. I, oh, of course she, not, She's yeah. too smart. Yeah. She's too yeah. smart. And yeah. But that's but, and none of them true. really bought it. That because that guy was like, none of you're them. Gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna convince the juror, and it's like, yeah. And he's like, I only need one. You're right. So that was a good moment. Yeah, yeah. Because Saul could care less whether they believe it or not. It all that matters to him is if the jury believes it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what he was. He was basically just saying fuck you to them. <laughs> yeah, I was also just thinking about um since since Maurice has such like a long monologue about like how much Hank meant to her and all this stuff and like blah blah blah. I was wondering how this scene would play for someone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad. Cause like Hank had his one cameo in season five of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, would they remember who this guy is? Like exactly. And it's also just spoiling that he dies. So I'm just like thinking to myself, like this there's there is parts of season six where I'm like, I should maybe I should like pump the brakes on the whole, oh you could watch Better Call Saul first. Like maybe people really should just watch Breaking Bad first. But in general I still feel like the show stands on its own so much. But like these last four episodes would be a little bit confusing, I feel like. Um, especially like seeing Marie, you'd be like, whose widow is this? Like, blah, blah, blah. So like, I feel like it does help. And like the fact that he's confessing to all this Walter White stuff, I think it, it's important that they had that RV scene, like the RV scene from last episode, that had a lot of relevance in this scene, right? Because he has that long monologue where he's like, my introduction to Walter White was with a gun to my head in the desert. So at least people mm. saw that happen in this show, right? But um, yeah. But I was just thinking about like how this Marie stuff would play for someone who hasn't seen it. But at the, at the end of the day, most people have seen it, and it was really cool to see her come back. Yeah. Didn't it make you miss Hank a little bit, though, the way she was talking about him? Yeah, when, especially when she says, and she said he would always be there with a smile and a joke. It's like, oh, good yeah. old Hank, man. For real, for real. Yeah, I mean, and another good moment from that scene was when Marie was like, you're not negotiating with this man. <laughs> like, that felt like a very Marie thing to say. <laughs> like, the way she yeah. told that line, she's just like, you're not negotiating with this man. Like, the, the, I, I got to give a shout out to her, man. She, like, um, that actress, like, she slid right back into, like, being Marie. Like, we kind of already said that, but, like, it's kind of a testament to how good the characters in this universe are, is that, like, she's probably, like, my seventh or eighth favorite character from Breaking Bad. Like, yet she's still a great character. Like, every character in both these shows are, like, they're so real. Like, I feel like these two shows, I'm getting a little off track here, but who cares? We're fanboying, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But in general, like, these two shows have, like, kind of ruined other shows because when I watch another show, I just, I can just see a writer, like, writing these things. You know what I mean? Like, I can hear, like, a writer's voice when when a character's talking in other shows, whereas in this these shows, they actually feel like people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like... Yeah. Like, it's just, there's something about, I feel like we've been spoiled by these shows where it's like the way these writers write, they write as if like the characters are real people and you can never like hear the, the writer mouthpiece going like, whereas in so many other shows, I can just hear that mouthpiece of like, we need them to say this so that this happens. You know what I mean? Like there's yep. none of that shit in any of these shows because they, they care more about the characters than anything else. Exactly. Right? I think it's the passion. Like I've never seen um, creators of a show like care so much about the work. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I said mm-hmm. earlier, Mad Men and The Sopranos are my favorite shows. 
but even David Chase and Matthew Weiner, I don't think they or Weiner, whatever his last name is, I don't yeah. think they cared about their shows as much as like Vince and Peter care about the Breaking Bad universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that well, you that's can reflective tell in one the, reason in the characters. You can tell the fact that they did another show, like or they how love- the characters portray are uh, how the actors portray their characters i should say yeah but you can tell how much you're right because you can tell um the fact that they did another show together like they wanted to keep working together like that shows how much they love doing this shit right like they literally were like we want to keep everyone together like a lot of the crew and the writers were the same right so it's like we want to keep going you know they made another show Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you're right i agree with you they care more even if people liked other shows more like the amount of care and effort that they put into these two it's like oh such good shows yeah but yeah, oh, I'm getting sentimental yeah, Marie, here. <laughs> yeah, no, Marie was great. Um, what was yeah. the initial point you brought about Marie? Because I had another point. Um, um, well, I just said when she said you're not going to negotiate with this man, like that moment. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. just yeah. All I was going to say, yeah, not that big of a deal, but just classic Marie, not tolerating any bullshit, and she mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you're going to speak her mind, and yeah, yeah, for she, sure. she she says like 100, absolutely not. We are not negotiating with this guy, and that's yeah. final. Yeah. Marie has the last word. <laughs> yeah, and it also make it makes sense why they brought her back too, and like no one thought of it, which is impressive because like it was surprising. But like when you think about it, she was like one of the biggest victims in Breaking Bad, right? Like she was just an innocent yeah. person. She had nothing to do with the game whatsoever. She was just married to Hank, and like she loses see- her husband. Like so, it's like she is yeah. one of the biggest victims in Break. She's a bigger victim than Jesse. Jesse was in the game. Like obviously we're closer to Jesse because like he was more of an important character. But we like, see more of his hardships. Yeah, exactly. But like Marie, and he did like, experience more actual... hardships than Marie. But yeah. Marie, yeah. the She's fact that she victim, was an innocent. Though. Yeah, yeah it's like, true. Like Jesse exactly. still had You're some right. responsibility, right? So that's the difference. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like Marie did nothing wrong, other than like some people can find her annoying, sure. And like she shoplifted. I forgot about that shit. She yeah. shoplifted. But, but um, she didn't. Yeah. D- she there wasn't any her actions didn't directly correlate to what she suffered like it's exactly. not it wasn't like a direct byproduct yeah. that's all i'm saying yeah exactly opening open another beer um anyways yeah. uh i just finished off this vodka and i have no other alcohol here but uh, it's, it's all I should be, i'm set i'm set <laughs> yeah and then there was also um i like that they saw mentions the prison killings do you remember that he mentioned like mm-hmm. the prison shankings and breaking bad so like i liked this was like a very breaking bad heavy scene because like we're talking about how they're bridging the two shows like they it really is like the fact that it already like we already saw walt and jesse multiple times and it felt like it's all one story this like finale felt like the conclusion to both shows almost like obviously it's more better call Saul, but like they wrapped up a lot of breaking bad stuff right like this is clearly his actions during breaking bad he's facing those consequences too so it's like it's one story at this point like the way they incorporated marie and hank into this episode it's one story like it's just so cool exactly because it's a finale it's not it's a finale yes it's finale to to Saul, but it's a finale to the universe so Mm -hmm. they have to when they bring in a wall and they have marie and they just they provide closure for many different many different things they touch on like all aspects of the universe and so much closure yeah yeah and yeah like i said i'm just excited to rewatch breaking bad that's what i'll be doing in a few weeks probably um like i'll be starting that soon yeah that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun i haven't seen the full thing in a long time so i'm excited there's definitely like multiple like scenes that I'm just going to like, I don't even remember that scene at all. Like, whereas when I rewatch Better Call Saul, it's like, I remember every scene. So like, it'll be cool to do stuff where like, I don't remember the scene between Walt and like Skylar or like some shit. So it'll be cool. Imagine if like, there's no way this happens, but it's just interesting to think about. What if Breaking Bad ends up being your favorite show after this? 
<laughs> when I rewatch it, yeah, no just way. Like, there's I, one I reason. There's, there's no, no Jimmy way. and Kim. There's no Jimmy and Kim. It's never gonna be surpassed because there's no Jimmy and Kim. But I'm gonna like. Yeah. Bra- I bet you Breaking Bad will become my second favorite show ever when I rewatch it. I bet you it will. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see um, that. Okay, uh, let's let's move on. We talked about that Marie scene for a while, just because it was it was kind of just really surprised me to see her and it just such a natural cameo that worked so well that I didn't see coming. So kudos to them. Yeah. Um. So then the next scene is when they kind of just skip over the negotiations, but they show like a couple shots. Um. There's one really funny shot where like Bill Oakley's putting like eye drops in his eyes. I thought that was funny, but they kind of like skipped over the negotiations, and you find out that he's about to get seven years. It's like he negotiated all the way down to seven years, and it just mm-hmm. like. They just, you just know Saul could like, he could just talk his way out of anything, right? And one way he does it is he- Exactly, he, they he don't kinda, need to show it. They don't need to show it, but he kind of threatens the guy when he goes like, oh, Bill tells me you've never lost a case. Like, you don't want to risk going to trial. And like, so like, he's like trying yeah. to make a deal with them, right? So yeah. they, they give you these little moments and then like, yeah, it's just like, he's worked his way to seven years. It's like, it's a perfect Saul Goodman thing to do, right? Because the whole show, his whole character is about like, he finds ways around things, right? He cuts corners on the law. And here he is, like, um, like a nationwide criminal, and like he still finds a way to like whittle it down to seven years. So like, I thought that was a really mm-hmm. good touch. Dude, the dude's a mastermind. He's a he mastermind. Is. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty much a mastermind. Seven years for yeah. all of that shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. His superpower is his mouth. I think actually Peter Gould has said that in interviews. He's like Walter White's superpower is his like brain, like his science brain. Uh, Saul Goodman, Jimmy McGill's superpower is his mouth, man. He can talk his way out of any situation. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like- Which is his brain, but yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. There's, it's two separate components of the brain, I yeah, guess. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, Different also, forms of intelligence, I guess. Yeah, also um, the beginning of the show, it makes me think of the Tuco stuff. Like he talks his way out of the Tuco situation. This was like a full circle moment. He talks his way out of Tuco situation at the beginning of the show. He talks his way out of like a 30 year sentence at the end of the show. Like it was just, uh, I just love the way they did that. When um, I think of Jimmy, I just think of like the hound and if him and the hound interacted, like when I, I think of like the chicken scene when the hound is like, you're a talker. Talkers make me thirsty. I don't know why. I that was the most that. random it, Game of Thrones I reference know, ever. <laughs> I know. And like if he were to meet Saul Goodman, I don't know. I don't know why that just made me think of that. That's so funny. That's really funny. Oh my god, the hound. I speaking of that, probably there's the a, last, there's a new, there's a new the Game of Thrones you expected me to mention. Last yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a new Game of Thrones show coming this weekend, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. The prequel's starting this weekend. Yeah. Uh House of the Dragon or whatever. Yeah. There was Sunday. literally there was a premiere for it at TIFF. I was working at TIFF. And they oh had shit! The, they had they had the premiere like. Uh, I take it you we- did not see it then. On Wednesday night. No, I was working, but like a couple people I know saw it, and um, but it's like it's coming out this Sunday, so it's like very soon. Um, anyways, that's off topic, but yeah, you brought up the cool. hound. The hound. <laughs> that is very. Now that I really like reflect on it, that was even more random than I thought. Mm-hmm. Very random because I was just talking about how good Saul is at talking himself out of situations. Uh, Alcohol and- makes me say things. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then also they they bring up. He, he wants to go to a prison with golf. I thought that was hilarious. He's like, I need to play golf. And then they're just like, they just allowed him. I thought that was a little weird that he was like, um, he wants to like, he requests a prison and they just give it to him on the spot. Like that was a little surprising to me, but whatever. He's just that good, I guess. Maybe they thought he had some type of leverage that I can't quite yeah. put my finger I mean, on. I don't know. He had already given them. Like... He, he had probably already given them a lot of information that they just kind of skipped over. But then the big moment comes. They didn't want like, to spoil the deal. They, they, they yeah. wanted to make sure. I guess the deal stayed intact, I guess. And then the big moment comes when he asks for ice cream <laughs> and then he tries to offer Howard Hamlin up. And then they're like, Oh, you're not nope. talking to your wife. Uh, Kim Wexler yep. spilled their guts. And then 
This is the first glimpse of Jimmy in the whole episode, at least in the black and white timeline. This is the first glimpse of Jimmy. There's a really good close-up of his face as soon as they mention Kim, and it's actually the last shot of the scene. And he looks so worried and concerned. And it's like just hearing that Kim came clean and like spilled her guts. It like it's the return of Jimmy right there. He's concerned. He's like, wait, what? And he knows like it's kind of he's he's got a bit of a problem here, and he's definitely mm-hmm. concerned about what's gonna happen to her. Um, and yeah, I thought that was like a really good Bob Odenkirk moment. Once again, like he, he plays like four different characters this season. Like he's so fucking good. Like Jesus. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It felt like we were just like, cause yeah, the presence of like Gene or the, the, the presence of Saul was just like, you could feel every essence of his being in that scene, but they kind of just ripped us out of that when we, when he, when we get a glimpse of Jimmy. So yeah, yeah it was really, sure. it was really the, well done. And the way they like name dropped Kim Wexler is like, Oh fuck. Exactly. He's, he's a different person now. Like, yeah, it's just the, the impact she has on him is huge, especially when we get to what happens later. But yeah, it's just great. Um, yeah. And then we get the Walt flashback. This shit surprised me too, man. I didn't expect to see Walter White again. Like, holy and shit. It was this, so good. It was so good. This episode was so good. Jesus Christ. It was so good. Um, yeah yeah i mean this is one of the this scene was like one of the reasons it felt like we got so much closure closure to the universe as a whole seems like yes you're right marie and and walt playing big roles here yeah um but yeah i I really like the scene because it just like walt's just such a dick (laughs) it's just like they just kind of remind you he's a piece of shit (laughs) he's such an asshole but he's so he's such an entertaining asshole because he's like so petty but um yeah and brian cranston just slipped right back into walt although i will say I was taken out of it for like a split second because I noticed his head looked bigger. Like he definitely had a bald cap on. Like just not a as bad bit. as El Camino, though. You're not right. It bad. was wasn't as bad as El Camino. <laughs> yeah, that was. I hate El Camino. Fuck El Camino. <laughs> I know we don't say it here. We love the Breaking Bad universe. I don't like El Camino. Wait, I really? Fucking, fuck actually, El Camino. I don't care. I know. Are you, you just drunk or do you actually hate that movie? No, I, I straight up like I give it. Really? Like, no, I don't like El Camino. Like, wow, dude, the, the character I don't, I don't love take it. me out of it. And I don't like, love it, but I still like it. I don't know. I don't hate. Okay, you're right. Maybe. Bro, I'm we're doing. Okay, next podcast we're doing. We're doing. We're doing El Camino next podcast. Fuck. <laughs> it's only right we have to wrap up the the Breaking yeah. Bad universe. Yeah, just, exactly. Uh, that's I'm funny. Not, I'm not gonna hate on it like we hate on Ozark here, but. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways. But, but yeah, yeah, the break, the, break, the, ball the Walter cap, White scene. Great scene. Great scene. Oh, loved it. Yeah. Um, and we're back to we're right back to regrets and. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it shows that that was on Jimmy's mind, right? Like this whole like time machine question. And um, yeah, he asks it to Walt. And I love how Walt still hung up on the gray matter stuff. Like he doesn't, he doesn't regret like Hank dying, his family hating him. Like, just like, what, what's your biggest, it's still gray matter. <laughs> Fuck gray yeah. matter. Like it's At just the end of the day, so petty. Like, uh, uh, it's, it's all just... about his own personal aspirations. Yeah. Yeah. But um, on, on, to be more fair-minded, if the gray matter thing had played out in his favor, the the whole Hank shit and the whole drug right. shit wouldn't have happened. So it's like but, similar you know, to Mike's, Walt, where he's Walt like trying to go to the, he's trying to go right. to the beginning. Same, right? Similar to Mike. Yeah, right. It's like the first yeah. bad choice. It's like the bad choice road stuff, right? They go but to the, the thing that differs, Walt doesn't think of it in a bad choice road type. Yeah. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he is that self aware, but he just doesn't care. He's yeah. that big of a piece of shit. I think it's just he's still mad about Grey Matter. He's still like, fuck them for kicking me out. Like, Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, it's just funny how like he's making so much fucking noise about like the littlest click. Like like that's just classic Walt. Like the smallest yeah. thing is pissing just nitpicking. off. And he makes <laughs> the biggest deal out of it. This is like the funniest scene in the same, episode. Same with the just... RV scene from the Breaking Bad episode. From the episode titled Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like yeah. when he's talking about that. <laughs> he's getting pissed about the RV. Yeah. 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 Oh man! Fuck, like, Walt's so goofy. I love him. He's yeah. so funny. 
this was a he's very a funny dick, scene but from yeah. from our from the viewer's perspective yeah. he's just he's a goofball a little bit in this in this it, scene at least he is um, yeah but he's like it makes sense he's like this goofy this is one thing i i read online so this was not my take but um there's a quick shot when he looks at a watch and apparently that's a watch that jesse gave him so when saul first asked him about his regrets he looks at the watch so that was like a subtle nod oh. to jesse i didn't i didn't notice that. he gave jesse up and... yeah he regrets like jesse going to the nazis i was like oh that's like that's thanks to online smart fans yeah smart that makes fans sense. online yeah because walt doesn't think rationally in the moment like for salute for example he regretted sending jesse off to mexico and not protecting him mm-hmm. like when, mm-hmm. when he called yeah so like the same thing here so that was nice to see mm-hmm. too this yeah, scene really I, I didn't take that explore. in we, but yeah we, we we already know a lot about walter white but it's just a nice touch to explore his psyche a little bit more and for sure his for sure his own inner conflicts and all that mm-hmm. and his own regrets so yeah once like again, i want to makes me excited to watch breaking bad yeah, man, it helps yeah. wrap up the universe as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, last couple lines he had that were really like deep cuts on 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 Saul, like when he's like, "You're the last lawyer I would have gone to," and he's like, "Stay in your lane." <laughs> he just insults the <laughs> shit out of him. This whole scene, he's just such a dick to just Saul. Just the boldness. I, yeah, it was. I was dying. Yeah. Yeah, because like so Saul, fun. Saul genuinely helped him so much, and like he just so unappreciative of it. He's just like this fucking scumbag lawyer, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, he just does. He does not see Saul as human at all. He just disregards him. He's like staying yeah. away. Yeah, but yeah. like Saul's like genuinely trying to open up and reach out to him. And yeah. it's, Walt's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Well, the thing is, he doesn't really open up because then Walt asks him about his regret, and once again we get uh, Saul just bottling up and not being honest and just saying a slip and fall. <laughs> he just comes up with like a slump slip and fall where he's like, "Yeah, I hurt my knee." <laughs> That's his answer. What? Yeah. yeah, and so and Walt was like, "Oh, so you've always been like this." Yeah, and Jimmy's like reaction, this. and yeah. Jimmy's reaction to that, like, "Fuck." Mm-hmm. I mean, Walt has no right to say anything like that because Jimmy is clearly a better mm-hmm. person than yeah. Walter is. But, but Walter never knew that side of him, right? He had no clue about the Jimmy McGill we know, right? That's why it's such, yeah. such a good dynamic. Is like he really is a different person throughout the entirety of Breaking Bad. Like we never knew that side of him where it's like we always thought of him as a scumbag in Breaking Bad because like that's the only side of him we saw, right? And it's like, we don't know this backstory until you watch Better Call Saul. That's what's so interesting. But also one thing I really like about that line when he's like, so you were always like this. Um, I feel like it parallels Walt to Chuck a little bit where like they they just, they always saw him as scummy, you know? Like they never, yeah. they always judged Saul as like the scummy Ever since guy. he was nine. Ever since he was nine. He'll never change like all yeah. that stuff. So it's he like, did, but yeah, yeah, not the point. He did, not till the <laughs> not last the point. Episode. But yeah, yeah, no, that's. I just feel like there's. It's interesting how they had the last two flashbacks of the whole show was like Walt and Chuck, two figures that were like very responsible for like Saul's downfall and like, um, and they both just never saw him as an honest, good person. It was just like now nah, you're a scumbag. <laughs> Obviously, so that, Chuck had a bigger impact, but it's just cool that Walt like kind of thought of him in the same way. Like he just never saw him as like an honest person. Mm-hmm. And Walt's com- comment is interesting. Do you think Walt saw Saul as like in the same way? Like, do you think so- Walt saw? <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Do you think? <laughs> do you think Walt maybe saw Jimmy the same way he saw himself? He's like, oh, maybe this guy just had a turning point and became nah, corrupt. I don't think he saw. I think he just um, used it. So as why an do you insult. think he, saw- he said he oh, used just, it just as an insult? insult. Yeah, oh, okay. he's just saying just you were always like a- this. Yeah. Oh, just to, like That's my take. At him. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Probably right. That's the simplest yeah. answer. Yeah, that's probably right. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I know. Great to see Walt again. Like this, this episode was just loaded with amazing scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he yeah. felt like Walt, and it, it felt yeah. natural. And yeah. yeah, it was it fit in. It fit the themes of the episode. Um, okay, next scene was on the plane. So this was a big moment where um, my theory is that there's a shot when um, when Bill Oakley goes to the washroom because like first of all Saul asks him about like what's happening with Kim. He's like. He tells him about um, like Hamlin's widow, like Howard's widow is going to go after her, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes to the washroom and there's like a shot of, of Jimmy on the plane. And he like, he like has like this big shift in his emotion there. And I think that's when he makes the decision that he's going to come clean. That's my theory. It's like right there. Mm. He's like, I'm going to try to bring Kim to the courtroom. And if she shows up, he's going to come clean. And I feel like if she doesn't show up, he would probably get the deal. Like he would just go with the seven year deal. But he, if he has a chance to win her respect, I think he was actually planning it right there. When he like he makes up that line, he's like, "Oh, I have I have some shit to say about Kim." Like he's just using it to make her show up. And then I think that's when he has the idea to like maybe come clean here. Yeah, yeah. Because I was I was going to ask, when do you think Saul made mm-hmm. that mental shift? I think it's up to inter- and I think, I think it was on the I think it was on the plane too, though. Yeah, and, I think it's um, up to interpretation. Like maybe you could say he decided when he saw Kim in the courtroom. Maybe it took him a few minutes there, but like. I think it was on the plane when he was like, if she shows up, like, I, I think I'm going to come clean there. Like, that, that's my theory. And it's so funny because, like, we'll get to it when we get to that scene. But, like, it, as genuine as a moment as it seemed, like, when he opened up and, like, um, mm. was honest with himself, it was still, like, very methodical. And it was still, like, all for Kim. Like, if it wasn't for Kim, he wouldn't be honest with himself. So mm. <laughs> it I was still this- very, like, an elaborate yeah i think he still did it for himself but he just needed kim to be there for it like um because like he still still more yet it wasn't it was more the it was it wasn't as entirely as genuine as you would think it was it was still a bit theatrical and and a bit saw good fashion i guess i mean the fact that he wanted to do it in front of her and he's like yeah i brought her over like yeah you're right He, he uses some theatrics but like we're not on that scene yet though (laughs) we're not on that scene we're not on that scene yeah. No, I, I was saying it is 100% genuine. More than some people would think, though. Less than some people would think, though. Yeah, I guess part of it. Because, like, the fact that he he needed her to show up. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay, then we transitioned. There was a really good transition here where it was him on the plane. And I don't know what it is about this transition, but it kind of gave me chills a little bit. Um, and it just, like, transitioned slowly to Kim in Florida, like, from him on the plane. It's just, like, a very subtle transition. I don't know. Just the way they transitioned from jimmy on the plane to kim in florida sitting there it was like a very slow fade this is very specific but um, i really liked that transition and then, no, yeah, we, I, I can't recall the specific transition though that's what i was just listening yeah 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 um but yeah and then it shows her in florida with her friends and um this was a great moment man like she's in florida with her friends and she's like just very bored and she's like you oh, know they're eating lunch again i remember yeah, the shot now yeah. eating lunch and then she's like, okay, fuck it. Um, and then she goes to this legal clinic and I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. This is like the fuck return the of money. Kim. She's doing what she loves. Yeah, She'll exactly. Volunteer. volunteer. Let's go. happy. I don't care. Yeah. She's yeah. doing, she's doing the Lord's work, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I like this, um, the woman who she runs into there felt so realistic, like just this one small role, like not an important character. And she felt like a real person. Like the casting is felt- so good someone yeah. that clearly cared about people and just like mm-hmm. i don't care if this person wants to help me out and mm-hmm. help people out i'll let her go yeah and i she, like how she right goes, away she's just like yeah answer the phone <laughs> like she yeah, doesn't have to yeah, talk exactly. to her interviewer she's like can you answer a phone yep okay go and then like when kim wexler picks up that phone and goes uh florida legal clinic blah 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 like whatever it was like that warmed my heart you know? like that that made me so happy i was yeah. like uh she's she back. back in her element she was back 
yeah and yeah you're right about that character she the the character that um at the legal shit she felt mm. very real and she mm. she she just definitely gave up like that social worker type vibe yeah. i guess yeah yeah exactly um yeah and like that's just the mark of such a good character is when you feel so much emotion and all this like great this great feeling and like your whole body you're just like so warm inside and it's like so exciting and literally all she does is pick up a phone and then like look through some cabinets like it's like boring paperwork bullshit but we just know how happy it makes kim you know so it just shows that's how good indicative of, a character. of a good character just yeah. like that minor detail exactly is so full of character. seeing her do that just like means so much to the audience that's been watching her for six seasons you know like it's just so good mm-hmm. um yeah you can just feel how excited she was to like be back in her element so that rate maybe yeah yeah um and then also the call she gets so she gets a call from suzanne erickson i really like that they brought her back like the lawyer who calls her um that's the same lawyer from like all the shit that happens with jimmy right so i love that they brought her back so it's like her and oakley like bill oakley are like two of my favorite minor lawyer characters and i love that they use them both in the last episode like it's just awesome that they brought Mm -hmm. them back yeah because it does feel a bit abrupt if they have a character that we don't see often in mm-hmm. the beginning of the season but then we never see them again so like they have to like show them at least once mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. well she had this one scene but she she was in was she in season six i'm trying to remember fuck um yeah suzanne. she was yeah. suzanne erickson the blonde hair girl yeah was she older. in season six yeah what during the whole um oh yeah she has the scene that, shit yeah when she, she, um, that long monologue to kim the, right you're right when she tells yeah. kim about uh, jimmy the, and the taking the deal yeah, yeah you're right you're right yeah she's great i i another character feels so real that's just a lawyer out there you know like just like rich like uh so many good characters but yeah i like that they gave her that one phone call to kim it was like she kind of did that out of courtesy for kim i feel like um like that was Mm. just like a favor she did for her which was nice yeah um but yeah no it was awesome to see more kim in florida stuff that wasn't depressing because it was like kind of an uplifting moment um but yeah very happy i gotta say i'm a little sad this is just a random comment we never saw Kim with her ponytail, like blonde hair Kim with her ponytail. You know, like it's kind yeah. of sad. Like I missed that old Kim, you know, like we haven't seen her since. I guess there was that flashback in the divorce scene, but it's just like, it still feels like so different with her like brunette look, you know? I'm glad they stuck with it though, because it makes sense. She maybe she'll change. get better, but she'll never yeah. be the same. And they have yeah. to stick you're with right. that. It always, that moment leaving Albuquerque just changed her completely. Right. So yeah, you're right. They had to stick to it. It's insane the impact that this whole out this whole Howard situation had. Like it's yeah. just so it really it makes sense home how fucked up it is. Like it changed it is. everything for good, and nothing was ever the same. That was yeah. the major turning point. It was the ripple was of the so whole sad. show. The ripple it's of the sickening. whole show was Howard's death, and I love how much weight they give it. Yeah, and it was yeah. It's, it's the crossing of the two storylines. Like oh, I love the way they did that. I still think Plan and Execution is like one of the best episodes of the whole show. Like it's still up yeah. there. <laughs> it's like top that mid season finale, six. man. Fucking Jesus Christ um oh shit yeah <laughs> um okay should we get on to um what is probably my up there as one of my favorite scenes in the entire show like this is actually up there are we the at the best trial things we're at the courtroom the trial the climax um this is like this is the it, montage man. Like, oh when he first it. walks in when he first walks yeah. in oh the music and he's got the suit on i was just smiling i was like oh this fuck i love this guy <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. It just felt like this is classic Better Call Saul, a classic yeah. cinematic Better Call Saul. And this it's is like one a of the send-off. Last... You could feel it's this a is send-off. like a send-off. Yeah. You can feel it. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, Precisely. this is an iconic character that I'm never going to forget. And he's making his way into the courtroom for the last time. It's like classic his trial. We've seen him always arguing in the court, but this time he's like the actual 
um he's the person on trial he's the focus just, he's the focus yep. and it's just oh it was so exciting i love the the song they chose too it was awesome and like the slow motion too the looks he gives kim because like when he walks in that's the first time he's seen kim in six years and like the looks they exchanged so much weight like there's no dialogue and it's just like uh the the the, the amount of like emotion they can sell from just a look man like bob odenkirk and ray sioran are like the, they're the best i'm sorry the like, chemistry I'm, I'm obsessed i'm convinced with- yeah, I know they each have like their own. Love yeah, they're both, they're both like, married. They're, yeah, they're, they're they're definitely in love. <laughs> yeah, there's no. That's way how good their acting is. They, they got yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, man. They're they're just so good together. And then yeah, so he walks in, fucking epic moment with the slow motion, the music. It was fucking awesome. Little callback here. There's two two more callbacks here. So there's one where Kim's foot is tapping. Like her foot is like nervously tapping at the back. Mm-hmm. And then also Jimmy says it's showtime right before he goes like it's showtime. Uh, like those were two callbacks. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. Um, and then, yeah, I got to say, I wasn't really sure where this was going. Like, cause the way he starts this, he talks about getting dragged to the desert and it's the exact same story he was telling Marie. Right. And I'm just like, what, why is he telling the same story? Like, where's this going? Um, and then we get the big moment at the end where he actually changes what he says. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you were confused on why they were telling that story again yeah don't because worry you... he, has, he has to pitch it to the jury like he said no he didn't because he already submitted it he had already submitted that like that oh, was, so the he jury was already, already has this information they already know right yeah like the judge already knew there's no jury there's no jury this is just they've made a right. deal okay true, they're presenting true. they're basically there to present the deal they've made to the judge and he basically starts he says he needs to say something and it's like why and then like i was like what's he gonna say and then he just repeats the walter white story and I was like, they already know this. What's the point? But then he ends the story. The big moment is when he says, um, I was af- I was scared. I was afraid. And he says, but not for long. That's the big difference. Because like in the in the scene with Marie, he kept going saying he was scared. He was a victim. But he says, but not for time. long. This time he says, but not for long. That was the only moment I was scared was in the desert. And then he starts admitting to everything he did with Walt. So that was the big difference. Yeah, I I, I like that because it's sort of like, it's sort of like he's owning up to his own sins, but simultaneously he's taking credit. Like, yeah, like he's saying like, none of this is possible without me. So mm-hmm. priority, I think from Saul, I think from um, Saul's perspective, priority number one, he's taking credit for all of this. Priority number two, he's being honest. But from mm-hmm. everyone else's from perspective, but from everyone else's perspective he's making it seem like he's just being honest but his mm-hmm. main priority is he wants to take credit for all of this mm-hmm. maybe i'm maybe well, he I'm keeps, just he keeps looking at kim though he keeps looking at kim true. Though. So I, think, I think he's being honest think, for like he wants to come clean true like it's that's, more genuine intentions i think another reason i'm giving him credit for and, I, and another right. reason he wanted the whole him to show up was because he knows that kim came clean right kim spilled her guts so he's like okay it's my turn to spill my guts so like i feel like and he starts with all the Breaking Bad stuff. Like, I was Walter White. Like, the, the big iconic line is at the end when he goes, Walter White couldn't have done it without me. Like, that was a big moment there where he admitted to everything. And then he looks back at Kim. And then he's like, nah, that's not enough. Because, like, she she doesn't seem satisfied yet. And then he's like, I got I to gotta confess to more. And then the biggest moment, in my opinion, like, the part that hit me the hardest is when he talks about the Howard thing. And he starts, like, choking up. Do you remember that part? Yeah, he's like, like, I can't even say it. Yeah. Like, it was, like, it really fucking traumatized him. Yeah. He's literally like, what happened to Howard Hamlin? And he just starts, like, breaking down. Like, that That might be my favorite That's how you know it's the, genuine. True. That that might be my favorite Jimmy McGill moment in the whole show. Seriously. When he goes, like, what happened to Howard Hamlin? And he's just, like, 
it was it was and he just can't even say and he's like almost breaking down like that was phenomenal that that gave me chills like and it's true because i feel it feels like the howard's death is like the extremely tragic thing that was sort of like serving as the elephant in the room that the show Mm -hmm. was not discussing Mm -hmm. but like it was like the show finally saying yeah, that Howard thing was really fucking the, terrible, and, and the all way, this bad shit happened because of that. And the way they put a bow tie on it, this was honestly one of my favorite lines in the whole and episode. This was, he says, "I'm the one oh, who ran yeah. away." That was literally one of the best lines in the entire show because he's like yeah. admitting that Kim did the right thing. He's saying like Kim mm-hmm. getting out of this and and like starting over was the right thing to do. I'm the one who ran away, and he's basically saying Saul Goodman was him running away from what happened to Jimmy McGill. It was like I'm just running away from my feelings, and like I'm gonna have fun and be a terrible person because like I'm so. I'm just running away from my problems. And that's what he's been doing the whole show is run away from his feelings and his problems. So Saul Goodman was like a prison for him almost where it's like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not Jimmy anymore, you know? Um, and then that's what made the I like that. Movie. Saul Goodman was a prison was a prison for him. Yeah. I, like I just thought that was what I'll take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, like and then that. this is, this is one of the most like satisfying things of all time. I got chills here when he says, and my brother Chuck, and then it pans to the exit sign. Tell them so. Oh. No, he pa- it pans to the exit sign. Did you oh, yeah, that? when you said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking that about something else. That was fucking but yeah. amazing. It yeah. pans to the exit sign. That was call- a callback to chicanery. I yeah. fucking love that. I love how they do that. It, mm-hmm. it sort of reminds me of how, not the exact same, but when they show the ticket booth, um, like they, mm-hmm. ju- they just show certain things to refer to a character. Like when they show the ticket booth to refer to Mike, when they show the exit sign mm-hmm. to refer yep. to Chuck. And just it had the electricity buzzing. Like it had the it had the electricity yep. too. Oh, that was yeah. perfect. So yeah. fucking good. Um, yeah. And then the, yeah, and then the moment you were kind of talking about, the biggest moment, he admits to the insurance with Chuck, which is like that's one thing no one in the entire show ever referred to since season three. And they saved yeah. it for the last episode. Like they I can't paid it off. They the paid restraint, off the canary, man. <laughs> the, the restraint that they had to like not refer to the insurance thing, like that being the downfall of Chuck and what led to his death like jimmy going to the insurance people and no one ever mentioned it until the last episode and, and he says like i got his insurance canceled and then all and, and then he says and my brother killed himself and all live with that oh my god so cathartic because literally yeah. the whole time you're just like he's ignoring it he's not living with it he's pretending it never happened and he's like yeah. it's time to own up to it like i feel responsible for it i have to like i have to face my i have to face the consequences of what i've done like what a fucking cathartic thing to see happen. Like I, I had chills. I was like emotional. The scene was fucking amazing. Yeah. That's like the ultimate catharsis mm-hmm. to this entire show. It because is. like, I feel like at the core of this show, Jimmy and Chuck's relationship is what created start, the yeah. persona of Jimmy McGill. It started and everything. thus the entire show as a whole. So like, yeah, that's like the ultimate payoff to the show. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's just fucking so good. And then the last looks he gives Kim, man, after, well, also, sorry, there's the point where he goes to sit down and he says, they say like Mr. Goodman and he goes, the name is McGill. I'm James McGill. He's revealing him true self, his yeah, true well, self. Well, it's, it's a reference to the title of the episode, Saul gone. He's, he's done. Like Saul's gone. Like he's James McGill. That's, right. that's what I took it he as. Shed, he, yeah. Yeah. Great moment though. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then he starts looking at Kim. Holy shit. That those looks went after he confessed and he starts looking at Kim fucking so good like top tier acting yeah top tier acting man they don't need any words to just like just convey what they're feeling like kim is just like proud of him in that moment and he's like yeah i did that for myself but i also wanted you to see this because like i i want you to respect me again and i want you to know that like the old jimmy is still there you know like that's who i really am so 
fucking beautiful moment right there. Shut the fuck up, dude, before I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was, man. Yeah, um, it was. Speaking of uh, speaking of start crying, uh, the next scene's the Chuck flashback. I don't know what it is about this Chuck flashback. It destroyed me the first uh, time I watched it. Because, dude, Chuck's not that bad of a dude. Come on. Uh, like, Chuck. I mean, like, I missed no, the guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I fucking Chuck, missed him. Yeah. Dude, it's Chuck, man. He's not yeah. the worst guy in the world. And then you rewatch the first three seasons and you're like, fuck this guy. But yeah, in this yeah. moment, it was okay, just yes. so <laughs> nice to see him. Oh, dude, man. he loves Jimmy, man. Come on. Come I mean, on. in this in this flashback, that's what's so tragic. In this flashback, he's honestly like reaching out to him. Like, he's trying. He's like, yo, let's talk about your cases. Like, he wants to have a chat well, with he him. Know- he knows Jimmy has a good heart, like you said. He has yeah. a good heart. Um, I mean, he's doing all this shit for him, right? He's confused. He's like, why are you bringing me all this stuff? I could just hire someone. Um, he's kind of dismissing him a little bit. He's like, like, why are you doing this? Like, I could just hire someone to, to get all this stuff for me. So, like, in that moment, he's like, he's kind of seeing, you're right, like, his heart. Like, he's seeing Jimmy's good heart. And he's like, you know what? Like, let's talk about your cases. He tries to, like, reach out to Jimmy a little bit. And, like, it's one of the more, like, like Chuck's more sympathetic in this scene than he usually is. Cause he's like trying at least. <laughs> um, and then Jimmy like dismisses him and he's like, nah, you're just going to judge me, blah, blah, blah. And he talks about his cases. So like what I loved about this scene, well, like, first of all, I just teared up so much the first time I saw it. Cause it was just such a throwback, like to the old, the first three seasons, it made me miss Chuck a lot. And like, yeah, this, this is what the show used to be, man. For three seasons, it was just shenanigans between Jimmy and Chuck. And then and bringing season, up some fucking in season bacon. six, there's <laughs> fucking cartel murders going on. And it's just, it's just crazy how the show evolved, you know, like, uh, but yeah, it I does just really, really put into perspective how insanely the show evolved. It really did. Yeah. Um, it was just so nice to see him, man. Like, fuck. I, what a great character. Chuck McGill. Fuck. He might be a top five character on the whole show, to be honest. And he was only there for half the show. Like he's yeah. so fucking good. The um, only reason I don't consider him top five is because there was characters that were there longer, but like, Mm-hmm. when you his presence evaluate, though, exactly yeah. when you just and evaluate the characters based on the time that they were there mm-hmm. how memorable they are how memorable they are how well written they are and how well well acted they are like he's, the he's one of the best the impact yeah. the impact yeah. he had on jimmy yeah um, it was so smart that they brought him back i think last episode i was like it'd be nice to see a check flashback but i don't think like i wasn't that sure of it but like the way mm-hmm. they pulled it off so fucking good and the way it ties in to the mike and walt flashbacks the biggest moment is when you see his book. His book's called The Time Machine. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. It's his book at the end. Yeah, exactly. So, like, clearly, I think my my theory is like they're pretty much implying that this is Jimmy's time machine moment. Like, he wouldn't ever he would never admit it, but like this is his time machine moment where it's like he wishes he could have connected with Chuck more. Like, that's that's what I got from that. Yeah, so deep. It is deep, and it, and it's so sad because Jimmy's like, oh yeah, you when Jimmy's like, when um. Like you said, Chuck is like, uh, I could just hire people to do this. Why are you doing all this? And Jimmy's like, well, you did the same for me. And that's mm. obviously not true. So like, yeah, Chuck kind of has just... a weird look. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, I'd probably hire someone. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's where Chuck just kind of sees Jimmy as this like good hearted yet naive mm-hmm. type. But he's still like he's he's kind of believes in him and he's a little sympathetic to him in this one scene. And like, yeah, man, it hits hard when he goes, um. You can always change your path when he says that at the end. And we literally just saw him change his path in the previous scene because he finally, he owned up to his mistakes and he's like, I'm going to face these consequences. So like he did change his path. And then we see this moment where Chuck's like, you could always change your path. And like Chuck's kind of doing it in a shitty way where he's like, he doesn't want him to be a lawyer, but in a way it's he's still like, resonated. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like he proved Chuck wrong, man. Like he, Chuck said he'll never change ever since he was nine. He kind of showed some change 
right? Like this is something Slippin' Jimmy would never do, right? Own up to his mistakes and be like, yeah, like fucking, this is what I did. Like, um, and he fucking did it. I'm gonna cry, it. bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make sorry. you cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, we haven't Fuck. got to the Jimmy and Kim scenes at the end. That's when I'm gonna fucking have trouble not crying. But um, this Chuck it's just scene, insane the impact uh, Chuck has the the yeah. weight he holds over his shoulders. It's, it's just crazy. Fucked. It's just crazy. And it um, resonates so deep. It's just yeah. so good. It's just like this this the scene hit me so hard because it's like they could have had a good relationship. Like that's kind of what hit me hard in the in the scene in Winter when they do karaoke. It's like it's a nice moment between them where like they care about each other and Chuck takes care of him and they have fun. This scene was like if they only and I think actually I, that reminds me. I forgot to mention one line that destroyed me in the courtroom scene. He says something about Chuck where he says, I should have tried harder. He's like, I could have tried harder. And this scene is one where he could have tried harder. He could have been like, yeah, let's have a heart to heart. Let's talk about my cases. And it's like, they both could have tried harder. Like it's still Chuck's fault too. And it's like, they both cared about each other, but they both like just fell on the wrong path where they, they, they got petty towards each other and they didn't try hard enough to actually connect. Oh man. They had the potential to connect, but they couldn't find a way to do it. That's what I yeah, think of it. Like, they didn't have time was on their side. They didn't have enough yeah. time. And if they had more time, they may have eventually and they didn't been able have the, to, but they didn't have the perspective of like how how brutal it would be to like go down the path they were going where they didn't try to reach out and like they just they just couldn't do it. It was just fucking tragic. Fuck, and then, it's so tragic. It's, it's so, so tragic. sad. And then this is this is another detail. This isn't my detail, but I, I found this out online. Apparently, this scene takes place the day before the pilot episode because people mm. were saying he asks about the Financial Times, apparently. And apparently in the pilot, he brings him the Financial Times. So apparently this flashback was like the day before Clearly the pilot. Clearly occurred prior. So yeah. I, I think that's so poetic because it's like the day the show started was like it was already too late for Jimmy and Chuck's relationship. And this flashback was their last chance. And then like Jimmy didn't, he said he didn't want to have the heart to heart. And that was it. And, and we like, picked up right where, yeah, yeah right, right where, where it's all set in motion. And yeah. that's what, it's still fitting. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's it's nice. Just, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's perfect. Oh man, so this good. finale is fucking. When you it's, put it that way, this finale is just yeah. so it just it's, hammers home. It's loaded, man. It's just, it just loaded hammers with, home. Yeah, loaded with loaded. beautiful storytelling. That's that's what it is. <laughs> True. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, Simply okay. put. Yeah, and then the time machine stuff I talked about, which like this is this is what Jimmy regrets, man. Like it's just the Chuck stuff. And then there's this scene is a very different scene. Is <laughs> the prison bus scene. So like it kind of caught me off guard. This prison scene, like when he's on the bus with the prisoners and they start mm. chanting "Better Call Saul." Because, like, I feel like in any other show, that would be ridiculous. Like, hey, let's have a scene where everyone chants the name of the show. Because <laughs> it's literally the name of the show. But it's like, but it actually works here. Because it's like, they're establishing that, like, these are his people, you know? Like, they had to give that moment of, like, he's not going to be miserable in prison. Because, like, his Saul persona, the one positive thing of being Saul Goodman is in, in the eyes of scumbags and criminals is he's, like, a god. So, like, that's what gives him protection. So, yeah. I thought that was really well done. But... In the context of him already shedded that persona, does it make that a little more? Yeah, you're right. Um, but maybe he still likes it in some sense. I think maybe there's a part this, of him that this still is what enjoys it is. the admiration. This is what it is. He, right. he, he was able to be honest with himself. So like he knows he truly is Jimmy again, which is more right. important. Even though to the people around him in the prison, he's going to be Saul for his own protection. But um, he still and, likes it. But he still, he still needs that protection as Saul. And like it pays off a little bit. But at the There's same utility time, in it. But, right. but but him coming clean shows that he really is Jimmy again. Like his soul has been cleansed. <laughs> like that's what I think of it. Um, yeah. And then also in Kim's eyes, that's the biggest thing, yep. man. In Kim's eyes, he's Jimmy Kim. again. Like he wouldn't, if he didn't do that, um, that thing Fuck in the it, He's still Gene for all we, for all yeah. we know. If, it's if he didn't do that, yeah. <laughs> 
But like in the courtroom, if he if he would have stuck to that seven year deal, Kim wouldn't have visited him probably, right? Like he did it he did it to get her respect and be like, I'm still Jimmy. If he pulled off that seven year deal, he's still Saul, right? That's the whole point. Is like he chose seven years. Sorry, he chose eighty six years over seven years because he wanted to be Jimmy again. He wanted to be true to who he is, and like he realized yeah. he comes to the realization that Saul was his way to run away. Like that's not who he really was. So I just found that so deep. Like. And it's brilliant how they do that. Like how, like how, um, the two main protagonists of this universe, they really emphasize, um, how they juxtapose each other. One's like willing to meet their mm-hmm. own demons and make up for what they did. Whereas the other just dies on that hill of being a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> like Walt, you mean? Yeah. 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 Like he just Walt. goes out in a blaze of glory. He's like, fuck it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. Whereas one's like, Yes, I'll face the consequences and I'll yeah. I'll deal with that. But at the, least I know I I can be a good person. Yeah. Whereas at least I can be inverse. You're right. With Walt's case, complete inverse. Yeah, Although so. the the one moment I'll give Walt credit is when he says I did it for me to Skyler. Exactly. That's the yep. only time where he like he True. kind of. But you're right. In the end, he doesn't. In just some embraces. sense, my point's right. But yeah. my my point does fall apart a little bit there. Yeah, but, but but I still think you're right because overall, in the end, overall, in the end, he just right. embraces the Heisenberg side of him and goes out like a boss. So you're right; like he never really comes clean with like these are the consequences of my actions. And the way Jimmy does, he literally chose he doesn't fully 86, confront them like Jimmy does. Jimmy Jimmy chose 86 years over seven years yeah. for like two reasons: rotting, to, rotting I, in prison. Yeah, I feel like he does it for two reasons. The first one is for himself to like really cleanse his soul and be like, this is who I am. And then the mm-hmm. second reason is for Kim's respect. He needed Kim's respect again. And he needed to show her because she was the one person who didn't see him as a scumbag, right? Like we always see Chuck, but, Walt, Mike, they always see him as a scumbag. He needed to show the one person who actually loved him and saw him as a good person that he still was that good person. He needed to show true. her that. Yeah, That's true. But sh- on the other hand, showing Kim that is what somewhat cleanses his soul. So it's not like it's both yeah. the same things at once. They're both almost like the same thing, sort of. I think they're two different things, though, because I think part of him... They're was, interconnected. He was, he was in, avoiding in sense, his own though. feelings, though. He was avoiding his own feelings. So I like the fact that I think he felt he needed to own up to his own feelings for himself. Like, I actually feel like when he says, right. I'm, James, when he says I'm James McGill at the end, like, I feel like that was for himself, even though right. part of it was for Kim to, like, prove... Part of it was proving himself to Kim, and then part of it was, like shedding this like he said he ran away right so he admitted that Saul Goodman was an escape so like mm, he had to admit yeah. to himself that he he could be Jimmy again so it's a bit of both that, that's what I feel like yeah but um, you're right but I see what you were saying because like a lot of it is for Kim man like the impact Kim had on him like it's the only it's person all intertwined, who but saw him. I think overall you're right yes mm-hmm. anyways back to the prison scene <laughs> it's so fucking good this show like we were just going all over the place and we're drinking it's, it's getting a little off the rails apologies <laughs> to listeners this one's like very disorganized i don't even know if we're actually analyzing anything but who cares if, um, if unless they're new here they don't need any apologies they yeah, fucking see they know this. we're fanboys who cares <laughs> yeah um but yeah drunk fucks ranting about <laughs> our favorite shows <laughs> yeah um but yeah just the whole like everyone chanting better call Saul scene on the bus was a pretty good send-off to like i mean it's not the ending of the show but it's like a good way to establish that he's going to be okay in prison and it was just it was kind of goofy too like i laughed a little bit <laughs> they're like better call saul they don't even call him saul goodman they just say yo yeah. you better call saul <laughs> it's like corny but it works yeah it worked like i i it made it was uplifting in a corny way but also in a good way like i don't know 
with without the proper context, that's corny. But within the context of this show, no, it fucking mm-hmm. works. It fucking works. I agree. And also, Bob Odenkirk, once again, great performance. His facial expressions, he's like, not sure how to react to it. And then he kind of like embraces it. He's like, you know <laughs> yeah. what? This is a good thing. He's like, this is a good thing. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. And then there's a quick shot of him in prison. And I at first, I thought he was at the Cinnabon. Do you know, like it pans to the oven. And it like, yeah, I thought he was there. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Why I thought are they he was showing this? Same here. And there's such a good fake out. Like, what can they be doing? Yeah. Yeah. He was actually at the prison. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a good gig for him, man. Like he he learns all the all the Cinnabon months that paid off. You know, he's like, yo, I can work the kitchen. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, we're getting towards the end. This is where I'm gonna have trouble not crying. So um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, we have the cigarette scene, I assume. The cigarette scene. So basically he's he's in the kitchen. They say your lawyer's here. And I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> who is this? Um, and then he goes into the cell or whatever, the room, and uh, it's Kim. And she says, hi, Jimmy. When she said, hi, Jimmy, hi, I like, I died. I fucking died. Fuck! I couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> you, want, you want to know the vibes it gets me? But even sadder. What? It, it sort of gives me, like, hello, Elliot vibes. Like, For finally, Mr. like, saying yeah. hi to, like, the real yeah. person. Yep. But, That's like... Different that's what it reminded me it's of. more powerful because here because it's two different people's relationship whereas the elliot thing was like himself oh no wait you're right, right. it was darlene too Never mind. no no you you are right though it, it is yeah the one i don't know you'd have to say that again to for me yeah. to anyways <laughs> mr, mr. robot no, no you are right you are right you are right but um yeah i know just like <laughs> <laughs> but in general no, that show's great, but like we're talking about Saul. We're so, talking know. about soft, man. I'm just saying that's what I'm mad at, though. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. But in general, though, like that scene, um, when she says hi, Jimmy. I also love the touch here where um she pulled off like a her last con was like pretending that she's a lawyer again when she's not. So she used when like she an used expired card. <laughs> oh, that was such a good touch. And then yeah. they fucking smoked together and I died. Like, do you know did you realize it was the and same music? From the beginning. It was the same I didn't music. know that was I didn't realize that. But same music from their Twitter, first saying, scene until, together when they spoke Twitter. together. Oh, you saw on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. But I, at I, first I'm saying I didn't realize that. I did in the moment. So you can imagine I was crying my ass off. <laughs> when I realized it was the same music, I just started tearing up so much. Like But it, was, it fucking hit me hard because it still felt yeah. very conclusive. Well, it was it was it was a bookend. Literally, they did a bookend. Like this is what's so good book about it. Bookend like a love story. It felt like very It's a love story. The whole show is a love type. story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, like, in a way, what's so cool is they didn't know how important Kim was going to be. Like, in the first episode of the whole show, they had this scene where they're like, we're going to introduce Kim, and we're going to have them smoking together. And their the whole pers- purpose of that scene was, we're going to have them dude, smoke together, and, and we're going to, like, she's going to be mysterious. It's going to be like, oh, they clearly have a history, but we don't know what their history is yet. Mm-hmm. And then in, like, season two, they're like, okay, Kim's important now, and they just build and build and build. And then at some point, they're like, you know what? We're going to like bookend the show and the last scene together they have is smoking together and it like parallels the first scene they had together. It's the same music. It's the same shot. It's in black and white though, which it looks even cooler in black and white. And it was beautiful. Like, fuck, I was crying. Like all of it. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how they did the only color in the scene was the flame of the cigarette. Like kind of like. Love it. Um, emphasizing like the spark yeah. of the relationship being rekindled sort of yeah the, re- the rekindling of the relationship and we were saying so many people were predicting oh there's going to be this big moment where everything goes to color and like they never did that they're so restrained they're like i feel like it would have been almost yeah. too cheesy it might have been too cheesy to have like 
oh, this one moment where it goes to color. And they're like, you know what? It's black and white because their lives are never the same. You know, after that, when we jump six years later, their lives aren't the same. It's not the good old days of Jimmy and Kim. It's still shitty black and white world where everyone's like kind of lost the color in their life, in their life. But there's still that piece that keeps them connected. Exactly. There's still the piece. There's this little spark they have where it's like they've renewed their respect and love for each other, even though and it's not dead yeah. and it's not over. And there's still hope. There's still and hope. And it there. And we know that Ugh. they go on like Kim revisits him probably many more times. I hope so. And I mean, that's what I love. They I hope did, so. They did leave it open to interpretation. There, there can be people out there who could say that was their final goodbye. And they're not wrong to think that was their final goodbye because it's like they had a nice smoke. That's it. But I think the better interpretation is like she's they're gonna wrong. Be, she's gonna be visiting. <laughs> they're wrong. They're yes. wrong. She, she's visiting Fuck that him every fucking month. Every month she's visiting. Yeah, That's every month. Theory. That sounds about right. Every yeah. month sounds right. Oh, I'm just, I'm having a tough time not crying right now. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> gotta drink this beer before I cry. That might not help your case. Whatever. But uh, something else to do. Jesus, that was so beautiful. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, also, we got to talk about the ending ending because after they mirrored that shot and they walk outside the prison and um, he does the fucking finger guns to her. Oh, my God. Oh, that was man. like beautiful. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh. And his face, his face. I can't yeah. even express or articulate what he was feeling, but mm-hmm. it hit me very deep. It did. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, um, and then also little detail I noticed online. Um, I didn't notice this on my own. So this is another credit to whoever I, I I forget where I saw this online, but apparently Kim, she like made the, she made the finger gun symbol. Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't like do the full on finger guns, but she made it apparently the symbol with her finger. I just didn't notice it, but I I went back and I saw screenshots. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome that she like, she couldn't do the full thing back, but she's like, I got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She hinted that she's like, message received. The love is still there. <laughs> For real. And like, she didn't want to be over the top or like have the guards see her. Or like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, that's, that's only part of the reason. I can't. I think, no, I actually read an article and apparently Peter Gould said, or Ray Seor, and I forget who said it. They actually did a version where she did the finger guns back, like the full finger guns. And the reason they, decided not to use that was because they thought it was too much like oh kim's back in the game like she's going to be back to her conning ways oh slipping kimmy's back so like they didn't want to do that they thought it would be too misleading they this wanted is to way sh- more fitting this You're way right. it fits way more where it's more restrained it's more like she recognizes it but she's not like going to be like yeah we're back into it it's like yeah so it would have been exactly. a little too much right so they were restrained with it which is great yep yep and like i fully didn't even notice like I watched the episode twice. I didn't yeah, even notice she did the. Too. I didn't That's, know she did didn't... the finger guns. Like, but apparently same. she did do it restrained. Her the... her facial yeah. expression enough was enough for me yeah. to get that same vibe. But mm-hmm. with seeing the screenshot on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, that made it even more impactful. Yeah, for real. Um, and then it ends with a shot of Jimmy in prison. Like, what a great last shot! I'm always like, what's the last shot gonna be? And it just pans, and it's him in prison, and then it goes to a wall. And right before that last shot, Kim just looks backwards. Oh, perfect. So good. And it, and it just, man. And yeah. I just sat there. It's like, yeah. That's how you end a show. That's how you <laughs> That's end That's what it. I was thinking. That is the most fitting way because like Jimmy and Kim and the relationship is the core of this show. Um, this show has plenty of more 
to it than just their relationship. But at, at, at its core, it's, it's them. And that is the most fitting way to end it. For real. Yeah, it was so good. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can end off with like interpretation. So like we both agree she's going to continue to visit him, eh? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, I would say, say so. so. But it's like, what's her future? They did leave a lot open to interpretation because Kim is still, like Howard's wife's probably still going to try to sue her. So like, we don't know what's going to happen with her. And then also, can she become a lawyer again? Like if she starts at that volunteer clinic, like maybe she could try to reduce Jimmy's sentence, you know? like That's like the optimistic side of me is like, what if he doesn't have to do 86 years? What if like she becomes a lawyer again? And tries to like reduce his sentence like you can have all these happy endings in your mind and you're not wrong right they left it up to your interpretation and you could also have a sad ending in your mind where it's like that was the last time she's gonna see him she's gonna marry someone else and that's it but it's like nah she still loves him fuck that she's gonna get his sentence reduced hey yeah with good with good behavior who knows yeah with good behavior who knows good fallback <laughs> that was a good line <laughs> yeah yeah oh man 86 years that's fucked i can't believe it was kind of a happy ending, even though he's literally in prison for 86 years. Like, cause it was also a sad ending. It was a bittersweet ending. It was a perfect bittersweet ending. Perfect. Cause like you feel the sadness of him being locked up, but you're like, at least they found themselves again, you know? Yeah. 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 It was the, it was the perfect amount of bittersweet and it was just so fitting mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. a perfect send off to the show and these characters. Perfect. I mean, I, I got to give some love. to. It, it's a 10. Like, it's, it's a 10. I assume. You, yeah, I was going to say, you, yeah, was gonna oh, say this, you think it's this, a 10 too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about some like bigger things here. Like, I mean, I think this might be my favorite series finale of all time. Obviously, I'm biased. Like, it's totally fair for people to say that's too much. But like, it's I've my never fifth had favorite. Your fifth favorite. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's it's my fourth or fifth. Okay, it's fourth or fifth. My, my, top th- my top three are, are the... Um, I was thinking about tweeting this the other day. It, my top three are the Americans, um, Six Feet Under, and um, I want to say The Sopranos. Oh, okay. The Saul finale as a whole might top The Sopranos, but The Sopranos ending is just so fucking genius that Sopranos yeah. number three for me. Um, That's fair. So it might be Okay, so it, it's like, it's, it's Mount Rushmore. It's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I'll and then The it. Leftovers is up there too. I would say Better Call Saul is three or four. Sopranos is like, four okay it's top three sopranos is four <laughs> leftovers is five the we'll only things at the top it are the are six feet under the americans that's yeah. the only things the top my, my mine are saul number one better call saul number one and it's just pure like i've never had an experience like the one i had on monday night like that was one guessing, of the great it's one of the greatest experiences i've ever had in terms of like how emotional it was and then i'm guessing lost in six feet under lost in six feet under you're right you know my yeah. taste <laughs> yeah lost in six feet under those are the only two things that compare to better call saul in terms of how much I felt like how emotional it was. Um, Dude, you yeah. went on a goddamn bike ride after the six feet under. After yeah, six feet under I did. That what was, did you do after saw it? I'm guessing you probably just sat there. Oh, you probably I, couldn't I, do anything. I sat there for like 10 minutes, just sadness. And then I just rewatched the episode. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> you just rewatched it right yeah, after. Yeah, I was like, I have to experience that greatness again. And then I, I was like holding in my emotion. And I was like, I can take in the themes here. I'm good. And then I just sobbed at the Kim thing again. When Kim shows up with the cigarette, I couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> so it's your favorite finale of all time that's cool and that's fitting it's my favorite show of all time it's my favorite finale of all time favorite characters of all time like better call Saul is the best like i love that yeah it's mount rushmore for me for sure i mean okay my top five 
I want to say Mount Rushmore. It's top. It's it's like tied. It's intertwined with my top. I mean, sure. the fact that it's your third favorite show of all time, man. You don't got to explain yourself to me. Like I'm happy with that. Like so many people yeah. don't even watch Better Call Saul. Like it's your third favorite show of all time. Like good. That's awesome. Like we're we still have similar tastes. Like it's fine. Like, it's oh fun. yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't saying it just to like to please you. I was, oh, I was you were just saying. thinking about where it ranks. You're just thinking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. love talking about rankings and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. It's it's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is. Sounds good. Oh man. Yeah. Whew. What a fucking show! What an ending! Let's give what a shout fuck? out to let's give a shout Can't out to we, Peter Peter Gould. We have man. to talk. We got to yeah. give a shout out to Peter Gould because Bravo, so many, man! So, so many people thinking say of this character. Everyone says Bravo, Vince, and like I get it. Vince Gilligan's a genius, but like this is Peter Gould's show, man. He wrote and directed this finale. This was all him. Didn't he create the character itself though during Breaking Bad? Yep, yep. He created Saul Goodman. He did. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Like this is all him. Like. Not all him, because this show wouldn't exist without Breaking Bad. But at the same time, the spinoff moving forward is because of him. Like, and it's because of Bob Odenkirk. Like, obviously, he agreed to do it. So, yeah. Sure, yeah imagine if he declined. Time. Fuck you, Bob. If he you actually declined. almost declined. I don't know, I know if you saw this. I don't know if you saw this. So, um, shout out to the um Hollywood Critics Awards or something. So, you know how Better Call Saul never wins any awards? Like, it's just snubbed all the time. There's some new award show. I've never even heard of it. But they actually won some awards, yo. And there was, like, award speeches. And Bob Odenkirk was, like, kind of drunk. It was actually really awesome. You should check it out. I'll send you the link. There's a link to an award show where Better Call Saul, like, swept. Like, Bob Odenkirk won. Ray Seahorn won. Giancarlo Esposito won. And they won Best Drama. Which so, like, award show? It was the Hollywood Critics Awards. I haven't even seen it. Like, I don't know what and it is. for Better Call Saul they won, you're saying? Like, it, but Better Call Saul was competing against, like, Succession, like, a bunch of other good shows. Oh, shit. And they, and won. they won. They won all these awards. It was, like, some random Critics Awards show. But they all made speeches. Like, okay, like cool. Bob Odenkirk <laughs> was kind of drunk, and he, it was hilarious. But he said he wasn't going to do the show until his kids convinced him. His kids literally said to him, Dad, you got to do the show. And he didn't want to because he uh, thought, he, he, thought nice. he had to spend more time with his kids. He's like, I don't want to leave you guys. But they were like, nah, you should do this. So, like, shout out to his kids for making him do Fuck it. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. yes, Bob Odenkirk's kids. Yeah, I love Oh, you. yeah. Fuck um, yeah. Also, no, Ray Seahorn. Yeah. Think about it. He literally hit what if not have done it. Yeah. He would not be sitting here talking about this if not for his kids. Yeah. That's insane. He was going to decline. He was going to be like, it's too much. Like, I can't do it. Like, I can't leave my family. And they were That's like. insane. Yeah, it's insane um so yeah bob odenkirk's kids shout out to you <laughs> literally that's that changes the trajectory of society <laughs> it literally does yeah, it man. does like, can you imagine this show? we're so lucky that we got the show man like we're so lucky like breaking bad was already a monumental achievement and they did it again like how do you do that twice it's insane it's insane like, how high how high quality both of these shows are you never see shows that are this good and they did it twice it's insane like you make a show that not only is considered the best on television by a lot of people, but considered the best of all time. And then you yeah. make a prequel or a spinoff or whatever that goes on to be even better. It's insane. It's insane. It goes on to be even better. Like you're like, how do you, how do you to, do that? We have to, we have to compete with this behemoth and we have to fucking yeah. contend they, with breaking bad. And, and we're like, okay, it. at the very worst, it would be the silly little show, but it yeah. goes on to be better. Yeah, they made it deeper because they were like, we're going to do something different. You know, they actually made it different. It's like, this is a different show, but it's in the same universe. And the way they tie it together, it's fucking genius, man. We're, we're really going overboard. We're drinking. We're having fun. But fuck like, it. No, it's just fuck so it. good. It's, it's so just good. an ambitious, deep, introspective, creative, fucking yeah. 
yeah. huge masterpiece. artistic achievement. It's a artistic masterpiece. masterpiece. Bro, I'm going to think of Jimmy and Kim for the rest of my life. I'm going to be 45 and I'm going to have kids and I'm going to be like, yo, watch this show. Well, like, I'm, this show's always going to be with me. Like, You're going to be 70. I'm going to be 70. I'm going to be on my deathbed. <laughs> I'm going to be on my deathbed watching Sargon. You're going to be like, Sargon, that's the way. You're gonna make them play Sagan at your funeral just to like embody like (laughs) it's a metaphor for your life. Sagan. You're gonna play uh whatever that song is when Jimmy and Kim smoke. When Jimmy and Kim smoke in the in the first scene and the last scene. That's what's playing at my funeral. (laughs) Everyone's just sitting there. I'm 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 never sounding. (laughs) Oh man, it's so good. Uh, Oh shit. I guess well, um, said, I think we ended there. <laughs> we'll end it here. Although I do want to say, um, if we're gonna do another episode, we do love nerdy rankings and stuff. Let's um, do rankings. I, yeah. I would be down to do like a top twenty episodes of Better Call Saul. Yeah. Would you be down? Seasons ranked. Seasons top ranked. Twenty episodes. Top ten characters. Let's do it. Top ten characters. Top twenty episodes. Seasons ranked. I'm so down for that. Fuck yeah. Hell Fuck yeah. yeah. And we're That's drinking a, for that. And one that'll too. be our, we're drinking. It'll be our last yeah. Better Call Saul send off because like I'm so sad this show's over. And then after that, we'll try to like. It's the problem is I'm a little busier with my new job that I have, but like, so I don't want this podcast to feel like homework, but, um, our next better call Saul one will be pure fun. So we're doing that. But yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to force ourselves into doing more after that, but if you watch like a show that you want to we'll do it about, at some point, for yeah. sure. we'll figure out a time where it works. We'll out. try to keep this yeah. podcast going. We have some fans now. TV sessions has some fans. So like, if you want to, if you love severance, are you going to watch severance at some point? Yeah. Cause like I, I would do a podcast on it. I it's imagined I would have watched it sooner, but I still haven't gotten around. To it's it. all good. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, Nathan Fielder's new show is amazing. By the way, the rehearsal. Nathan Fielder, like Nathan for you, he did a new show called The Rehearsal. It's on HBO. It's fucking incredible. It's like Nathan heard, for you. It's Nathan for you on a bigger scale. It's like he has a bigger budget, and HBO just gave him a shit ton of money, and they're like, "Do what you want." And he just he does the craziest shit. Like he does Nathan for you type shit, but when he has more money, and he like it's insane it's just I, so good. I don't know any specifics i just knew i just know there was a lot of controversy around it i think yeah. some people were like some people are calling so, him out for being a dick and i'm just like dude this guy like the people you don't he, understand you don't understand. don't understand his method is like he's exposing people who are terrible so it's not really it's, like it's fault. satire like, it's yeah. ironic it's exactly. not him being a dick <laughs> you're, yeah. you're dumb. <laughs> we're a little off topic here but yeah i mean holy shit what a great way to end better call saul fucking better saul call saul <laughs> better circle <laughs> one of the greatest shows of all time it's mount rush okay 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 the wire the sopranos Mad Men, and better call saul regardless of the order regardless of my personal favorites those are the four greatest shows of all time yeah wire sopranos Mad Men, saul it doesn't matter about the I, order. i still the i still stand by for my personal favorites, I have to rewatch The Wire and Mad Men before I put them on that level because I don't have them in my top five just because I don't feel the emotional attachment that I felt. Same. Like and The Wire and Mad Men are great. The Wire and Mad Men are Wire great. For me but the emotional attachment is not quite there for me. So like my top five would be Better Call Saul 1, Sopranos and Lost are probably tied at like two and three. Then mm-hmm. I'd probably go Breaking Bad. And it's, I think Breaking Bad is going to jump Sopranos and Lost once I rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, but as of now, you're saying. But right. as of now. And then five, I don't even fucking know, man. Like it's probably like what, like Nathan for you, probably could be, succession. Oh yeah, if Nathan for you counts. Nathan for you, succession, and the wire, maybe those three. Like fuck, or six yeah. feet under. It's too hard, man. Fuck. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very. Yeah, oh, from, when I was talking about when I was talking about Mount 
Mount Rushmore. I wasn't saying personal favorites. I was just saying yeah, objective quality. quality. I was saying I, I, Wire, Sopranos, Mad yeah. Men, Saul. What, I think the order doesn't fucking matter. If you're going pure, if you're going pure objective quality, like the most flawless shows, I think general consensus wise, it would be The Sopranos, The Wire, Mad Men, and then the Breaking Bad universe, like both shows, Breaking Bad and Better yeah, Call Saul. Those are the top five. Those, those are the, are the top, top five. five. Yeah. yeah. And general consensus where people are just like, these are like, it's, it's other shows can't reach that level of those five, in my opinion. Like they're just, yeah. those five are kind of untouchable in a way. Like, yeah. But if I was going off favorites, uh, we'll wrap up here. But I was saying, if I was going off favorites, I would not in order. I would say Leftovers, Saw, Sopranos, Mad Men. Those are my like Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And that's in good. terms of favorites, in terms yeah. of favorites. Yeah. Favorites. Slightly different than mine. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. We have slightly different tastes, but they're all great yeah. shows. Um, yeah, I, I gotta just say, like, out, we just swap out our Lindelof, our Lindelofs there. <laughs> our Lindelofs, yeah. I'm a Lost guy. You're a Leftovers guy. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't um, seen all of Lost though, so yeah. that's fair. I mean, the Leftovers is more flawless. I'll admit it. I just care more about the characters in Lost because I'm I I have bias there. I need the to watch show. Lost start to finish and not be a retarded 15 year old too. So <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah. anyways, um, we're at the end. I just want to say, yeah. um, shout out to uh, Peter Gould, Vince Gilligan, Bob, thank Oldkirk, you, Ray Seahorn. You thank guys you, are Bob, amazing. Rhea. I love you all fucking okay yo you gotta say her name's ray not Rhea. by the way is ray it's just ray yeah ray a lot of people mispronounce it it's just ray ray seahorn yeah well i i've heard other people pronounce it as Rhea, which would yeah. which, which it makes sense because she has an a at the end i can understand people mispronouncing it like Rhea. the problem is like for me i've watched so many interviews of hers she's actually a really good interview like she actually gives like interesting answers and like podcasts i've listened to and like it's ray seahorn it's just ray yeah okay cool yeah ray seahorn yeah ray if you're listening i i yeah uh, honestly profusely my biggest apologize for my biggest your name <laughs> my, my biggest takeaway from um better call saul is like it wouldn't like if, if breaking bad existed and there was no spinoff we wouldn't have gotten kim wexler so like i gotta say like i'm just so thankful that kim wexler exists because like we wouldn't have got it we couldn't she wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for bob odenkirk being like fuck yeah let's do a spinoff <laughs> it's, it's just beautiful you know uh such a good show and it ended with jimmy and kim i like how you brought that up at the end you're like you know what that was the core of the show was jimmy and kim and that was my favorite part of the show it always was and they ended it with that it's fucking beautiful that they ended it with those two just like on good terms you know it's it's so beautiful i think my favorite kim season is like season two i'm just gonna go rewatch some season god damn it (laughs) someone on youtube has got to just make like a kim wexler compilation of every scene in the show because like I want to watch every Kim scene, but I don't really want to watch every Mike and Nacho scene too. So like when I rewatch the show, it's like, I just want to watch the Kim scenes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck, I'm so biased. Also, I showed you that bobblehead. Yeah, the show's so good. The show's did, I t- so good. did I tell you about that bobblehead? My aunt got me a bobblehead. Yeah, you sent me Kim? that. I did send yeah, you that. that's cool. I sent it to a <laughs> bunch of people, like even some listeners. Um, yeah, that Kim bobblehead, I'm going to own that. For, for years and just be like oh i love kim wexler at least she got kind of a happy ending like right she's not i mean she survives a lot of people thought she was gonna die <laughs> like she's out there in the world you know like what what's her what's she up to for the next few years you know it's just crazy that they left that up to our our interpretations you know it, it's it's sad it's sad <laughs> it is pretty sad no, that but, jimmy's um, in jail for 86 years it's pretty sad i think it's 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 hopeful i think yeah where we left off maybe mm-hmm. it's a little sad but well there's that we one shot the there's that one shot of them on opposite helpful. ends there's that one shot like of them outside when they're on opposite ends of the fence the way they framed that shot of them on opposite ends of the frame was like heartbreaking to me because it's like they're separated 
But then the finger guns like kind of made it hopeful to me. I don't know. I have a shit ton of interpretations of this ending. It's like, that's what's so beautiful. They, they gave you closure, but there's still different ways to think of it. Like people, no one's really wrong to take away a different thing. You know, you can make up your own story in your head. And like, I choose to just think that Kim visits him all the time and they're on good terms forever. You know, <laughs> we tell ourselves a lie to figure ourselves out. Yeah. It might not be a lie, man. Like why wouldn't she visit him? You know? No, no, no. I'm saying like, no, no, I think, I think that was a reference to something. Um, where we yeah. tell ourselves a lie. It was a reference to another show. But no, I do think they visit each other. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, she visits him, <laughs> not each other. He's stuck in jail, man. Right, right. She visits him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's they see each other, I mean. They do. They it's do. all good, man. And they have all good. They smoke more and, and they have fun together. And even though he's locked up, it's such a mix of like sad and happy at the same time. How do yeah, they do it? Because it's not, at they least they to see each other, but it's yeah. not what it could be. Like yeah. they probably they would have so much more fun together and they'll be I mean, so much more fulfilled if they were outside of prison interacting yeah, with each other. Yeah, exactly. But, Anyways, I think we can finally wrap up. We're rambling way too much. This was this was a fucking mess, but I don't care. I had fun. That's that's what matters. We had yeah. fun talking about this. Drinking all of it. Not nearly as drunk as our deep dive, but I'm yeah. pretty I'm fairly drunk. And I am. I'm there. It was fun. What a great Saul gone, man. Saul, Saul gone. gone. Adios, better call Saul. I'll I'll miss you, but I'll, I will consistently rewatch you because you're amazing. <laughs> and we love you. Thank you, thanks. Peter. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Vince. And thanks to anyone who listens. If you listen to all these season six yep. episodes, I love you too because this was fun. And um, you'll hear most, not much more better call Saul from us in the future, but you'll yeah. hear more we'll, from us. We'll in the hopefully future. do so. that that next nerdy rankings episode. Hopefully, yeah, we can at promise some that. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see you guys. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye.